0: Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got the real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam, Space jam. Here's your chance, do
1: your dance at the Space Jam Alright Like
2: All right. All right. with Griffin and David Black jack with Griffin and
3: Those little pipsqueaks just turned to supercasts. Th- they're the, the, p- 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 podsters suffering fuck thuk- They're podcasts.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. That was embarrassing.
3: I said it was going to be embarrassing, yep. and I did it, and I committed, and that's all that matters yeah, to everybody. The mashup
1: was good. The mashup was great. That was great. That right. was professional. It was enjoyable. No, no you, you did great.
3: I'll tell you something right off the bat. Yeah. I found out recently and this is going this is going to weigh heavily on my performance for the entirety of this episode, okay? Sure. I found out, I'm not going to name names, friend of mine went in for a big time Hollywood general meeting at a big time animation company. Okay. Uh-huh. And they offhandedly referenced our podcast. What? In the meeting. And she texted me and said like, "Hey, it's getting around." And I was like, "I'm furious. Why am I not being cast in all of those?" Cartoon shows. So now you're, you're, you're putting your marker down. I'm saying, if you're listening to this podcast and you're an animation world heavyweight, storm into an office and it's say, like, I, I just heard a man do three different Looney Tunes characters perfectly.
1: Well, those jobs, though, that's like, you have to die to exit one of those gigs, right? Like, if you're Daffy. Oh, right?
3: David, the context on this, I'm oh. going to get into it so hard. Also, I did a bad job with all the, uh, those characters. My name's Griffin Newman.
1: I'm David Sims. Uh,
3: this is Blank Check with Griffin and David. It is a podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on in their careers, and a series of blank checks make whatever crazy pro-
1: passion project oh, she Jesus. wants. I, for crazy passion project.
3: <laughs> and sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they jam, baby. Sure. But this is <laughs> what we do sometimes in between miniseries. We yeah. do a little palate cleanse. We, yeah. we offer up a little sherbet to the audience. Yeah. And a oh, thing we've been doing this in the last year, the Family Choice episodes. Uh-huh. You brought your brother Joey Simms in. I brought my sister Romley Newman in. Mm-hmm. Then we had the the siblings unite. True. In a Ratatouille episode yeah. that was rated uh, one of IndieWire's best podcasts of the year. That's true. And that is when my brother came to me irate <laughs>
1: and said, "See, I'm out of brothers. Right. right. So oh,
0: oh, everyone is out of siblings.
1: Yes. Yeah. We're now done.
2: Where this is the end.
1: Of Ben's the road. an only child. Ben's an only child.
2: Yeah, he I'm going to get my dad on. Yeah. I swear, 2019, Robert's going to make an appearance. Robert's
3: choice. Well, now now that we've gotten him in on the graphic design front, I think yeah. he's got some skin in the game. But, but our guest today comes to me and he goes, first of all, Romley cannot appear on the show a third time before I appear once. Yes. Secondly, if I get on the show, you're going to hit single digits on the indie wire list. And that was the challenge thrown. Sure, right, right. We're going to jump he the He will out-chart. Right. So today's guest is someone who's been talked about in this show from the very beginning. True. Because so much of this show is about the context of when we saw these movies, too. And this is someone who I saw most movies with for the first 10 or 12 years of my life. Why are you mentioning this? Why am I mentioning this? Are, is it because you guys are kind of, of context? context? Yes, okay. we're of All context. Right. Uh, just, sure, sure. And our guest is a longtime brother of mine, James Newman. Yeah. Hey, A.K. James. Jamesy. I, when I tell the stories, I often call you Jamesy because that was of the time period. And you haven't gone by Jamesy in probably 15 years now. I don't right? think I
0: ever went by Jamesy. I you think were yeah. called
3: Jamesy yeah. a lot around you the house. You called me Jamesy. I wasn't the one. I don't want to make it sound like I was the one leading that charge. Well, what's the age difference between you two? Three years. Okay, sure. I think our parents called you Jamesy a lot. I feel like when our mother, like, filled out forms for you, it would always be James with an I at the end. Like, she kind of, I think. No E, just. I think she always, I from my memory, it was always James I, which felt very, that was her kind of Euro touch, maybe. And then there was also the thing of changing your middle name. But yeah. James's middle name got changed when he was, like, five because my mom decided she liked another middle name better. Don't you have, like,
1: a couple of middle names?
3: I have, like, 27 middle names. And James so it's had one. Somewhere between
1: 2 and 27. Right.
3: Yeah. James had one. And uh-huh. then five years later, she was like, this was my backup name for James. And then made the, the, it his new I, middle name and then used it as a nickname most of the which time.
0: Which is? Well, I, my, my real middle name is Myron. Okay.
3: Named right. after a, a dead relative yeah. of ours. That sounds so like it an was an like old, an honorific. Well, I
0: think that's the subtext there. I think my middle name got a little too Jewish. I think it's fine. Myron's um, a great name. And so name. it was changed to Milo. Which is a little Milo. more,
1: yeah. Like a, Milo Minderbinder and right. Milo from the Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah. I think that was the thing. I was really Milo.
3: into the Phantom Tollbooth. And when I was reading it, my mom was always like, you know, I almost named Jamesy that. And then suddenly it became James Milo Newman. Yeah. And there was yeah. like this this rewriting of history. But you
1: kept your initial, right? It wasn't it wasn't right. so drastic. I think
3: that's why right. she was able to do the sort of like Indiana Jones, you know, idol swap. Yeah. For well, the I sandbag. grew up thinking
0: maybe that Milo was somehow short for Myron. Right. I didn't know, right? Milo is
3: technically short for Michael, but like not really. Our mother likes rewriting history and pretending like that never happened. So that was one of her moves where I think she kept the story kind of vague so that you could think like, oh, maybe Milo is just a new version of my middle name as opposed to a new name entirely. Um, But when we were growing up, uh, our father worked a lot. And so like weekends were very much time with the boys, right? Right. I feel like the oh, week. Oh, you mean with
1: your dad? Yes. Yeah, sure.
0: Right. Sure. It was like, He
1: was okay. busy in the yeah, week. I think our, our perception
0: was that he was working a lot.
3: I don't know if that. My memory is he would work all day. He would come home and he'd be really stressed out. He would take us sure. to school. We'd like get morning time with him. And then when he came home, he'd be so stressed out. And then he would like have a, a mug of wine with ice cubes in it. Yeah. And then a very quickly retire to the couch to watch uh,
1: political TV. Interesting. Like
3: the news? Yes. Right, right, right. Um, but the weekends were like that was the time where it's like you take them out,
0: right? Yeah, we did a lot. Of, we did a lot of stuff together. The three of us did a lot, right?
3: And I was the big movie kid, yeah. and you were really into sports. Yeah, our dad worked in the entertainment industry and kind of resented it, and he loved sports, which was what he wanted to be working in. So okay. he had like a foot in each, and I feel like our weekends were always sort of this oscillation between like. Okay, here's a sports thing that Griff's lesson to. Here's a movie thing that James's listened to. Uh, you liked sample. movies more than I like sports, yes. but...
0: A sample weekend might be we go to the All-Star Sports Cafe in uh-huh. Times Square and then we go see a movie. Right. And we get a little, you know, and... Sure. It's we'll not like... And Griffin could, Griffin could eat the chicken fingers. Right. That's there fine. Were, and I could see the movie. That's usually fine. Usually trying little,
3: to get a balance of things. Right. Um, We both played, like, Little League and, like, weekend stuff. You did soccer for a lot longer, but it was, like, oh, if we're both playing low league baseball, then maybe we get to go to the comic book store afterwards. Yes. It it, felt like it was always like sort of like a piece of core that had to be weighed on the weekends to keep us balanced. But this movie became like a
1: huge, I, I feel like
3: this movie is a big formative thing in our relationship because this was one of the first times I remember something feeling totally equal in and of itself.
1: That's the idea here. Like yeah. Picking this, the film we're discussing. Well, this was like your favorite movie
3: for a number of years.
0: Yeah. I think, well, just the whole thing the movie, the soundtrack. Right. The you soundtrack's here. I mean, that's. This is like the most effective piece of
3: branding in the history of uh, studio filmmaking. And famously, this movie made a billion dollars in merchandising.
2: That's crazy. Which
3: is crazy for one film and not a franchise. Right. But it was just like, Warner Brothers was at this point. But where it's th- two franchises. Well, that was the right. thing. Right. I was saying Warner Brothers was following the Disney example and trying to like hyper monetize the Looney Tunes in the way that Disney had with everything. And this was like peak WB store, which was a place right. we would also go a right. lot if we were trying to counteract yeah, the sure. weekend, right? Right. So, that, like, the Looney Tunes, this is when they start to be on, like, T-shirts and you have, like, hip-hop bugs and all this oh, yeah. shit.
1: And that was big when I right. was a kid, too. Right. Uh, you get this sort of, like, long T-shirt. I
2: wanted the jackets. Remember the, The like, denim jackets. Oh. Yeah. Like, with, like... It- I wanted a Marvin the Martian denim sure. jacket. Obviously. So bad. You're wearing the coolest
1: like, Marvin is Marvin the Martian. The coolest. We had Looney the mug. I remember. Yes, we yeah. had
3: a Marvin mug. That was a big thing, was like I would get like boring dad stuff for my dad for his birthday with Looney Tunes on it. So I'd be like, <laughs> here's a stapler and it's Sylvester. Or I think that that was a letter opener. He had the Marvin mug. There were like all those kinds of things. Ben, I should mention, is wearing like a denim jacket that is only missing the Looney Tunes. <laughs> WB store embroidery, but otherwise looks ugly. I the haven't era. even seen
0: him turn around, so I don't. No, it's,
2: no, it's there. not. there Gran- Granny isn't on the back. You could jacket. sew something on. Yeah,
3: though. Barnyard Dog. You could go deep cut.
2: Mm, interesting. Yeah. No, I'm purist. Muggsy? I'm purist. Marvin, baby. Or Taz. I love Taz. Too. Well, obviously. Taz like. is cool. Taz was your favorite, guy. too. Yeah.
1: He's good for, I feel like kids love him. He makes a mess.
2: You were also,
0: he's aggressive but not mean.
1: I was going
3: to say, you were somewhat
0: Taz-like as a
3: child. You were very, like, you had a lot of energy and you were very physical. True. And you always were sort of like, the the joke I make uh, is that when you were like a child, if there was like something boring going on, you would start playing sports against an imaginary opponent. Like you would like practice yeah, or moves, or some,
0: or you know, or a babysitter, or right. right? I mean, you're yes, just, no. If yeah. there was
3: someone to play against, you would play right. against, and you had like did a basketball play, um, hoop in your
1: Did you have the game? Yes, yes, I did. Yes. Or any other NBA? I mean, I played a lot of NBA Jam. That's just why NBA
0: saying. Jam, NBA Live. You definitely know. I mean, you remember Michael Jordan was not in NBA Live if, too.
1: Well, he's out, nor in NBA Jam. Right? Uh, yeah, no, he would not license it. His was he image. held out? Yes. Well,
3: he was in. We had the Space Jam computer game. That was mostly like an NBA jam clone, but then in the half times or in between quarters, yes, there were mini games where you played as Wayne Knight. And you would play that and then I'd wait for the Wayne Knight and I would go, Okay, hand me the keyboard. And then it would be like Wayne Knight trying to find Michael's secret stuff or whatever.
2: That's really cute. Yeah. But
3: yeah, that, this was, was that was available like, on DOS. Right. It game. was a DOS game and it was like pretty much just a straight mm-hmm. NBA jam
1: type thing. Well, that's yeah. a big,
0: big part of
3: the except
1: the... with cartoon characters.
0: Yeah. Right. That's a big part of the merchandising, I think. Oh, too is Michael good. Jordan was so right. available, the most
1: yeah. merchandised athlete of the
3: '90s. Right, but and the Looney Tunes you know. were so merchandised that it was like we're going to put them together, and this is just money. This just paints money. It the, prints it.
0: The surprise here, though, is probably the soundtrack, right? This Which is, is yeah. like the Garden right. State of sports movies. Yes. I mean, this, this soundtrack, you know, m- I mean, we can look up the charts, but can I would you pull imagine up the numbers. I'm pulling yeah. it up, yeah. I'm pulling
1: it up.
3: This, I feel like this is probably one of the ten best-selling albums yeah, of the '90s. Absolutely,
1: truly, right? No, don't be crazy. It, it went, crazy. it went six times platinum, uh-huh. which is pretty good. Yeah, nowhere near. I mean, there are a lot of diamond albums out. Okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's a top ten. Yeah, I don't. Space Shark Jam was huge. Me, yes, huge the album was huge. It was huge. <laughs> but I feel like for you guys, it was like seismic. It was like because, the definitive. I understand. I right, get it. I get right. it.
0: Because I we were
3: talking last night, David. You and I. In preparation for this episode. We
1: were seeing um, bad times at the El Royale.
3: Which we both agree, pretty good time at the El Royale. Yeah, Like, decent a, like a decent, fun time yeah, a at long. the El Royale. A little long, but like an enjoyable enough time at the El Royale. And uh, you were like, it's weird that James likes Space Jam that much because he must have hated Jordan.
1: I, I asked if James, and I can ask James directly now, was a Knicks fan because I was talking about how much I hated Michael Jordan when I was a kid. Because I was a diehard Knicks fan, and he was the my he was the monster. I hated him. We'd run into him every year in the playoffs, and he would destroy he was like us. The bulldozer.
0: He was the Nancy Myers of his time. The I was a, I was a Knicks fan. Sure, still am. Sure, but I was four years old when this movie came out. I and understand, I, and right. I think when you're that age and you're a sports fan, it's just you, you're not you're not hating it. No, I I, I know, totally understand. Not, right,
1: yeah. I had had because I was ten when this movie came out, and I had had like. I probably watched, started watching the Knicks in like the early 90s, like three or four solid years of like Jordan just annihilating. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and I like, I never, I always had, obviously, like, I knew he was good. I wasn't out there saying, like, Michael Jordan is overrated. (laughs) You look at
0: the numbers. Right. I I was
1: just, I just couldn't stand him. And so I um, would instead, what I was saying was when LeBron came around sure. in the next decade yeah. I was like I'm not missing out on this guy I want you want to enjoy it exactly yeah. I can't spend another this is my you know, the NBA is my sport I can't spend another generation hating it's best player like, yes
3: I mean you were young at the time and Jordan was like Superman, where it was just exciting to see
1: a guy be it that was. dominant. I mean, he
0: was I, Jordan I, to my mind, is only comparable to Ali in, in American I sports. Agree with me.
1: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like anyone who because could possibly when people compare
3: LeBron. My argument is, I don't care about sports and I cared about Michael Jordan at the time because it felt like a seismic cultural event when he was at the top of his game. And LeBron is like, everyone knows that guy's cool and he's good at basketball.
0: <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, it's hard. it's hard to compare to because you know, to that point, like. When I was four, you know, I'm a big sports fan, but I I wasn't, like, looking like, oh, well, like, Jordan actually, like, shooting the three, not that good. You know, he was a superhero. Right. Right.
3: right. And And so
0: it's, it's like, the perspective on LeBron is so much different. The
3: air thing was one of the best pieces of branding of all time because it literally made him seem
1: otherworldly. It was, like, this, like, meta-human thing. And that's what this movie...
2: Is playing off right.
3: of. But the other thing is the fact that he was the first guy to license himself like crazy, be the spokesman for a thousand things. It was like, even if you didn't watch sports or like me and you sat in the background and asked when the game was going to be over, he was so omnipresent and there weren't other athletes doing that as much. There was no cynicism. Right. When I turn on right. TV now, I see a bunch of spokespeople who I don't know. And someone in the room is like, oh, that guy's like the fifth most successful like defensive player in the NBA. And I'm like, I don't know don't who he is. you know? Right. And he's like the, <laughs> no. the spokesman for
1: Coca-Cola. Oh, sure. But well, you yeah, have the endorsement thing. Well, right. Well, the NBA is, is more right. important now yes. as well. Like Jordan helped bring that along. Right. Where it's he now. He made it.
3: Yeah. Right. Kind of seismic. Um, But the other thing is you have traditionally always been, I don't want to say contrarian. But you never love the dominant player, the dominant team. The the thing I say, like, define your personality when you were younger is, like, when you were in middle school going to school in New York City, you were, like, a kid who'd
0: wear Red Sox shirts and hats all the time. I learned to, ha- to hate the Yankees because— right. sure everybody loved the game. Right. Sure. right. Exactly. And, every you know, if you, I mean, if you consider yourself a, a like a real sports fan, like, it's easy at that age to be like, oh, that thing that everyone thinks is good. Right. You know, I got news for you.
3: But you always liked underdogs. You like sort of yeah. off the beaten path. Your favorite team in any franchise in the history of sports is the Tennessee Volunteers. Right. right. Mm. Like, you're, you've you never been the superstar guy, but Jordan at this age, like, you used to stick your tongue out all the time because you want to be like Michael Jordan. Still do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a learned habit. It's right. like a, Uh, Ryan Gosling's, like, Brooklyn accent. Yeah, Like, it's like a thing you tried to affect that now you can't drop. I
0: can't. I was, you know, taking notes for this. When you concentrate, you stick your tongue in. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, And that was, like, it it was that he was the the guy, you know? He's the guy. And for me, uh, you know, our mother was very overprotective in terms of what we could watch. Sure. And she thought all current-day cartoon shows in the early 90s were too violent and cynical. I mean, yeah. So most kind of, of what she let me watch were Looney Tunes right. cartoons which are the most violent and cynical things ever made.
1: They are. They're also, yeah, they're
3: they're like shooting someone in the face and going like, Ugh,
1: he deserved that." Yeah.
3: Um, but I watched them all the time cuz that was all Cartoon Network had. So like Bugs Bunny was kind of my Michael Jordan and I was like a weird kid who would mimic all of Bugs Bunny's behaviors. Like there's I might have told this story in an episode, but they're You sound so
2: weird. Was, was he weird? Are you kidding me? They're they're,
3: one of the racist Bugs Bunny shorts that they don't show anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Where a bunch of uh, really uncomfortable African tribesmen characters try to cook him alive. Sure. There's a bit where they lure him into the big uh, cauldron because they're like, uh, oh, it's a bath. Sure and he does this whole routine of, like, slowly... Was this your bath routine? I would have to... I would only get into the bath replicating Uh, Bugs I I would have thrown you...
1: Awful. ...out the window, been like, look, we got another kid, like, hopefully this one will work out better. (laughs) My point here is just...
3: (laughs) Even if that was more abnormal, we were both replicating the behaviors of our
1: idols who were Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Right, except yours was you couldn't take a bath without being Bugs Bunny and a racist. Yes, correct.
0: (laughs) Mine was a successful (gasps) African-American male
1: and yours judging (laughs) judging here.
0: (laughs) I've written some bad essays, okay? <laughs>
1: All I speak right. to you
0: from the present.
1: So this film came out in 96. Yes. You're, you're saying you were four?
0: I was, f- I mean, Griff, what month did this movie
1: come this out? November. This came out in November. November. Yeah, you were yeah, four, so I was, you know, I was getting going close on to five. five. Yeah. Sure. I was seven, going on
3: eight. Kay. Toy Story had come out a year before, and right. that had been my- That was game. your
1: movie. You were like, and, I like the cinema now.
3: Right. <laughs> I mean, I was always a movie kid, but it was just like, oh, I own this now. And I feel like there was the run-up to the movie. I remember we still shared a bedroom at this point in time, and you had the Space Jam poster on the wall months before the movie came out. I knew it was in like a Sports Illustrated for Kids right, or whatever, right. and you put it up and you just like a, like point to it and go like That's going to be mine. Let's go. Right, yeah. right, right. We're ready. Uh, you Space were saying jam. you didn't remember seeing it in theaters, but we a hundred percent. did.
0: Well, I didn't. Yeah, I think
3: my I mean young. my
0: my memory yeah. is just watching the VHS, but right. I'm I'm sure we did. Where see did it. you see it? Uh, I want
3: to say we saw it at the Lincoln Square maybe. I can't remember oh, yeah. vividly. I think it was maybe the Lincoln Square. Um, but it, it was like a, a big, big deal. And then uh, it was like a six-month frenzy of just buying anything Space Jam related. Wow. They had us. They had us on they the really, hook between the two of us. And, and the action figures for this movie <laughs> between were— Between
0: basketball and racism. They, <laughs>
3: right, right. I love racism. Because <laughs> we this is a movie about
1: slavery. Let's yeah. admit, this is a movie is. about— I'm blinking. A battle I, against mean, slavery. Sure. Right. Well, indentured. They yeah, literally say slavery. Well, they can say whatever they want in this morning. <laughs> or let me correct myself. Elmer Fudd says slavery. Oh boy. <laughs> he does. Oh, well, um, they're going to sell us into slavery. Uh, I guess so. It's very We'll talk about the concept I was just going to say, movie. the
3: action figures of this film, it was like you'd get a basketball player and a Looney Tune. And so it was literally like we'd get the parents to buy it for us and we'd like split the packaging, you know? There was like something of like this movie right. was like a breaking of the bread for two kids who usually like different things.
1: Um, yeah. I saw this film at the Barbican Cinema, uh huh, which was an a theater in London.
3: Okay, so you're on holiday?
1: No, you're not doing the bit again. I'm You've not retired. Doing the
3: bit. You're correct. We're not doing the bit because we have retired it. It's up in the right. rafters along with Jordan Strozzi. So I just want to say you were on holiday and I hope you agree with that. I you're just doing the bit again
1: I'm not doing the bit You are The bit's retired The bit was that you would say I was on vacation If I brought up England That was a core part of the bit You're just doing it again Which is why I'm saying holiday It's different <laughs> It's
2: not part of the retired bit Ben Alright I'm gonna have to Give you a yellow card To whom? Thank you, <laughs> you. Me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough Enough already I think we'll find a new angle on it But yeah Holiday's it, it, not gonna Enough fly.
3: Jesus Christ Okay David you um, You seem like Something's Troubling you Would you mind speaking on that?
1: Oh, I've just been thinking about Talkspace. Mm -hmm. It's this online therapy company. It lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. It's just really been weighing on me that how all you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app to improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past.
3: Interesting. Can you
1: expand on that? Well, so... If you can't imagine like fitting therapy into your life, like, you know, obviously rather than having to go to an office to make appointments, uh, cut out time in your schedule for it with TalkSpace, you just have to send your therapist a message. You can get something off your chest whenever you need to. You can talk about everyday challenges at work, talk about life. There's no extra commutes, no leaving the offices, no judgments. And it's just about venting your innermost thoughts or, uh, Whatever you want to talk about, mm. and and what does Joanna think of this? <laughs> well, I, I mean, we've talked about it. Humblebrad, she <laughs> she thinks there are practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life that, like, having a therapist can help you with, and Talkspace just like connects you to someone to talk to right away, rather than you know having to carve out a specific hour in the week to go and see them at an office. And do you feel like when
3: you're talking to Talkspace professionals, you wish that you had a promo
1: code? Well, the Talkspace platform has 2,000, more than 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face. So to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of a traditional therapy, you just go to Talkspace.com slash check, and you use the code check to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's check, promo code check, Talkspace.com slash check. And do
3: you think this has anything to do with a sense of sexual inadequacy?
1: Oh, certainly. I mean, that's topic number one. Cool. That's our time. <laughs> um, I saw it. The Barbican would do like <sighs> children's screenings every Saturday and I would go every Saturday no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they'd have a new movie. I guess if there was no new movie, they'd just show like the railway children. They'd show some uh-huh. like, classic movie. And I saw this movie and I thought it was good. And that was kind of that for me. Yeah. I probably didn't see it again for like 10 years.
2: I saw this movie on VHS for the first time on a porch. I Thought he was about to say yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and on I a rem- porch. I, it was a porch, so it wasn't really heated. So I remember it being kind of a cool autumn <sighs> afternoon. A this cold
1: in, in, fall porch. What? But yeah. like, where was the TV? I was about to say like the porch. Where was the porch. She <laughs> didn't like put the VHS in the porch, right?
2: <laughs> was this a video dream house? <laughs> There's a TV on the porch too, of uh-huh. course, of your home. Right. No, this is at my friend Tim's house. Tim. Tim's Tim sounds cool. Timmy. Oh, we got into some real trouble. Obviously. <laughs> we had slingshots. <laughs> you know. I'm always like,
1: you know, when I had a friend, we'd like play Super Nintendo. And then yeah. Ben had a friend, they'd like rob grocery stores <laughs> yeah. or whatever. they so we were the did. kind
2: of kids we'd put a <laughs> stick into your yeah. spokes so you <laughs> flew off your bike. Timothy
3: Vay, American terrorist? Who are we talking about?
2: Here? No, I don't want to say his last okay, name. We don't, we're we not on good terms anymore. Yeah. Oh,
3: Interesting.
1: Uh, wow, what happened? When, when when did you and Tim break apart? What
2: age? Uh, we got into a big fight.
1: <sighs> okay. Like yeah. last year or right after the porch? Or- <laughs> <laughs> it was in high school. Okay. Were you like, dude, Like, it's fucked up that you watch movies on a porch just, Like how you can it- go inside? <laughs> it, was a Indoor heating. it was about a girl. It's, it's it been, was about a girl. The Ben Hosley story. It was
3: about Lola Bunny. The, clearly, the story <laughs> you're setting is this happened right after watching so you, the movie. You
1: know Lola Bunny is a girl. There's some subtle references that you can sort of figure it out
3: i've seen the movie 10 times now and i think i've finally figured it out yeah. but but otherwise that she's a girl well there's so much to her character outside of her gender that sometimes you forget even you you start not seeing gender is this the, the first gender fluid this is the first cartoon gender fluid character.
1: cartoon character yeah yeah uh, how many like female looney tunes are there
3: very few i'm uh, like of the
1: classic yeah, looney because tweety
3: is male Right. Everyone always thinks that Tweety's female. Right, because Tweety he has a high voice. not. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of prominent characters, I mean, this is why Lola was created. There's like Granny who owns Sylvester and Tweety.
1: I know, and that's when Granny's in this, you're like, did they literally just like sort of think yeah. like, ah, we kind of need some more like women? Yeah.
3: There's Witch Hazel, who's a sometimes antagonist to Bugs Bunny. I mean, there are no core characters who are female. There were other, like Petunia Pig, they would sometimes introduce as Porky's girlfriend, uh, who was just mostly as a marketing thing right. so they could have characters to put on female merchandise. He
2: had a female. No, you're, you're thinking of
1: Daisy Duck, I feel like, in the Disney world. Yes.
2: Oh, damn. Yeah.
1: Because uh, the Disney would always have the. Uh the Minnie Mouse Daisy Duck right ride, like the sort of the, the female right and Petunia
3: was kind of the Daisy of the world but Lola was introduced for this because when you'd go to the Warner Brothers store it'd be a lot of pink Tweety shit because they were like that's the closest thing we have to a female so Lola they were like we need a girl character I'm shaking my head here's the pitch she's a girl what's the rest right. of the pitch dads wanna fuck her because she's the most sexualized <laughs> she is, it's sex- se- she is a whole a bit is that manner. everyone like drops their jaw I know she's like Jessica Rabbit
2: right
1: but that movie, like the joke is that she's very sexy. Right. And also that movie is a little more grown up than this Yeah. Movie. I mean, no offense to Space Jam, but it's not the most grown up movie in the world.
3: Uh, th- not the most. No, I'd say <laughs> Closer is probably the most. Closer? <laughs> My dinner with Andre.
1: <laughs> all right. Space Jam. So we all saw it. Yes. In theaters except for Ben, who saw it on a porch. On a porch. With a man <laughs> he would later. Porch Jam. <hoped>. <laughs> falling, out <laughs> falling out with over yeah. a girl possibly load a bunny not confirmed
3: unconfirmed Lola. uh yeah so this movie starts with what was I mean correct me if I'm wrong your favorite scene I remember you rewinding the opening scene over and over and over again
1: with, with his dad
0: it's an important scene
1: it is an important yeah. scene
0: well it, it is his motto was be like Mike and mm-hmm. the the film starts with basically the message you know you go out back, take a couple shots, right? It was an
3: early version of the secret. You know, if you if sure. you call what you're going to do in the future, and yeah, then you hit the, up, yeah, right. Tell you your you dad, get put buckets, up, put up yeah. some shots, and, right. Uh The dad played by uh, Paul Walker's supervisor in the first two Fast and Furious Tom, movies, Tom Barry. He's yeah. like what about,
2: yeah, He's that
1: guy. Yeah, he's yeah. in like a zillion things.
0: It was good to see him too. He he's very
1: young and fit in this movie. Yes, he he. he yeah, he's interesting. Go on, go on. Sorry. No, he's he's pretty viral, and the, you know <laughs> he's got a great scene in like an early West Wing. He you know he'll pop right, up in like right. a TV show and just kind of like kill a scene. Like, I'm just, just saying, I watched
3: Too Fast recently, and I was like, why isn't this guy in all the Fast and Furious movies? Like he he's so good as the like here's the mission, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, right, right. But this film, which important context, this movie is like trying to offer a narrative around the death of Michael Jordan's father. Michael Jordan's retirement from basketball into minor league baseball and his return to the NBA, yes. like this movie is like we're gonna come up with a clear alibi that everyone can agree on. Right, and it's this a narrative, it's print, a narrative. Print the legend. Is and how I would describe it. This is what you'll tell your children.
1: Uh, Michael Jordan, who, as we know, is uh, he's from North Carolina, Wilmington. Uh, he went to school. He went to the University of North Carolina. The famous
3: legend that he didn't make his high school basketball team. I believe he team. was
1: born in Brooklyn. But yeah, right. Because in his Hall of Fame speech, he was like, fuck that guy. Yeah, like, right. you know, he like read a laundry list of like everyone who ever wronged him.
0: But isn't it just that he didn't make varsity as like a freshman? Yes. Maybe right. it was somewhere. sophomore. But it, right. Yes. So, I mean, he was just... Forced to play with sophomore. the other kids his he age was for ice, uh, so one he
1: was too short as a sophomore, okay. and then then he became the star of the junior team. But he I was think, on a team. But his narrative, I think, was like that rejection probably like fueled his mania. I mean, when we were kids, he was just seen as like he was the best. He was mm-hmm. a killer. Well, he was this an assassin. Is,
0: this is the whole thing here too, because part of that alibi they try to provide for Michael Jordan is not just that he, you know was playing some baseball. It was basically, he became suburban. Right, right. I mean, they're right. pulling the minivan up to the this nice little colonial house. Yes, right. And the kids are running out and none of the kids even know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. The, the kids are running out like, oh, it's like, you know, it's Jeffrey's dad. It's that yeah. kid, right? that guy, right. Yeah, right. And, and the other element to
3: that He's too is- He's got the
1: slacks, the, 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 the uh, flat front yes. slacks it's that the, are you know, not high Not the dog, on the dog again, the right. dog's
3: running out. But know? it's yeah. a real statement of intent to open with the scene with the dad because it's like, Hey, you're sitting there, and as children, we weren't thinking this, but if you watch this movie as an adult, you're like, this is crazy that they're bringing his dad into this film.
1: No, it's his crazy recently because his dad father. had right. Right, recently died. Uh, he was, I want to get this out, James Jordan, he was uh, killed in 1993. So a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, he was shot to death mm-hmm. by carjackers, like I believe was the official like diagnosis of what had happened. And then right after that, pretty much, Michael Jordan retires from basketball. Right. Now- After winning three championships in a row. The
3: circumstances of his death were always kind of weird. Sure. And what has come to light later is Michael Jordan had serious gambling problems for a number of years.
1: All right. And we're going to leave it right there. No, 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 no.
3: The other (laughs) thing is that perhaps- he was encouraged to step away There's from the NBA. There's this like
1: long-running NBA conspiracy theory, prom- like you know that people like Bill Simmons will talk about, right? That yes. like David Stern, the commissioner, told him like all this gambling shit, it's going to come to light. Like you are essentially banned from the NBA for a couple of years. You like, need to clean
3: up so that it cool doesn't become a Pete Rose for us because we right. can't
1: have our brightest star tarnish. And so he goes off to play baseball, yes. but his the owner of the Bulls never canceled his contract. Mm-hmm. Like he was oh he was still a bull sort he of plays minor right? league so it's he's still kind of well he played minor league because he was bad
0: right well but okay but it, right, okay but this, Let's talk well, about no it. but this is sort of an because one thing that's immediately clear about the movie is they're they're gonna shit on Michael Jordan's baseball they are they're right I mean they're, they are everyone the is laughing right. I mean the catcher is telling yeah. him what pitches are coming I mean they make and it, Michael's like ugh and, couldn't get right. couldn't get
3: catch up to that one one of the things you know? would die laughing at as a kid was the bit where he gets back into the dugout and all the guys are telling him how good his strikeout was. Right, and go like, when you fail, you make and look good. I wish I could fail like you, Michael. Right. And
0: now ESPN produced a documentary about Michael Jordan playing baseball in mm-hmm. which it is posited that Michael Jordan actually displayed a fair bit of promise as a baseball player. I mean,
1: player. he was... He, you're absolutely right. He played double A baseball and like hit home runs and, and had hit not the ball. played baseball in. It's true. It's not like years. he was and horrible. Was, and was
0: not even, a, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my impression is that he was not even like some hotshot baseball prospect out of high school. No, I don't, no, you know, I don't think not so. Get, I mean, because a lot of The other, narrative
1: was his dad had always wanted him to play a baseball. A lot of athletes right. will
0: get drafted uh, to play baseball out of mm-hmm. high school and go pro in another sport and maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. they'll, they'll sort of flirt with baseball later in life or something like that. That was not the case here. I mean, he was basically saying. This a- extraordinary athleticism that I have in this drive, right? You know, could that translate to baseball? Well, I mean, was it, when
2: did Bo Jackson? Was he before or he's after right this time? Then. He's right around then. He
1: was before. Yeah, 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 yeah but, but it, it was. Dion Sanders, was old Deion and Sanders same at the same as well. Point. Neon Deion? Yeah, just before. But I mean, you know, I mean, everyone's always said LeBron would have been a good running back or whatever. Like, you know, he he's probably got the body for football for something. For something. Running back is yeah. a little, you know, maybe not running back, like, but um. It wasn't Jordan. Wasn't the hit on him also that the strike zone was tough with him because he was so tall? Right. Like, well, yeah. that's
0: it's that's the, that perspective is yeah. sort of crazy because he, you know, Michael Jordan on a basketball court doesn't seem that. No, tall. he's part of, six, yes. part of his appeal. Part of his appeal. Six. Yeah, he's a shooting guard. Right.
1: Um, but he, you're right. I don't want to shit on him too much. I mean, he pull did, up the numbers. Got
0: two, the numbers. He had 200 double right. A. He hadn't played baseball
1: in two hundred and 12 or 13 with years. With three homers and 51 RBI. I'd like to see you the know.
0: splits, too, because the narrative is that he started hitting a lot better towards the end of his time.
1: So, yeah, you know, maybe he would have figured it out, but he was also like 31, he 31. 32. He was right. So, you know.
3: Well, this, is what, this is what Tim Tebow
0: is, is trying to do now.
3: I know, but Ben is laughing good, hysterically because I'm sitting here
1: silently. Good luck,
0: Griffin.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he was like nodding. He's like, RBI. He's I like, just yeah, think yeah, it's- yeah, I, yeah. I, I wonder. never got on yeah, Like
1: I just wonder how that conversation went when they were developing this movie where they were like, are we allowed to just kind of make fun of the baseball thing or not? And
0: he obviously said, have at it.
1: Right, can he I, was I, like, can uh, I offer my theories?" Yes.
0: Okay,
3: so we we all agree without drawing larger conclusions That he was at a time where his image was in danger, right? No, oh no, 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 no! no. no, no. no. I'm saying in terms of in terms of the stuff that didn't become public, that Mm. that there was uh, uh, as to his personal life that could have uh, okay, so so in 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 a a sense,
0: you know, he could have in retrospect, 20 years later, he could have ceased to become. The, no, the I, exact Michael wanna, Jordan that we all know but, but his, his career would have been fine I they clarify. asked him to
1: step in, away from the court ni- no but in 1995 Michael Jordan releases the greatest press release in the history of press releases uh-huh. two words I'm back yeah. and literally the whole world melts down with happiness all they wanted was for him to be back and like when he came back it was like It was so huge. Everyone was still worshiping at the feet of Michael Jordan. Can
3: you let me offer my hypothesis, which doesn't
1: negate what you just said? I mean, it was,
3: yes, go on. Okay. Gambling stuff, swirling around, right? They go, hey, maybe step away for a little bit. Uh So much of his image is based in him as a spokesperson that he can't totally disappear off the grid for a little time. So it's like, right. So it's like, let me move to a different sport. Let me stay in the news cycle be discussed in this kind of way, try to get my life back together a little more, clean it up so I come back to basketball, and when I come back to basketball, people are going to be twice as excited as when I was previously playing. There, It's possible
1: that, yeah, you, you know...
0: Also, I would like to just put... I'm not saying this is accurate, but to, to put out the narrative, the most generous narrative possible to mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. This is someone who... You know, did not have, I mean, was successful as a player, but did not have a lot of postseason success early on in his career. They could mm-hmm. never beat the Pistons, right? right. The, he, he, the he, bad boy He He, as we know, is a fanatic. Yes, I, mean, I, I know. I, he's I know. Do, of
2: he I know doesn't this. sleep. Yes. Who right. was on the Pistons at that time? Yes. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Isaiah
1: O.J. Mars. R.J. Mars, yeah. R.J.
0: Mars, yeah. R. J. <laughs>
2: They were the bad boys. <laughs> the bad, yeah. Rodman, it was the bad Rodman. boys. was bad boys. Rodman was definitely on the, the uh, a uh, Grant? Uh, uh, Grant? Uh, uh,
3: Grant, Grant, yes. No, no, Grant, yes. You mean Horace Grant? No, he was a bull. No, not Horace bull. Grant. No Grant, Grant I Grant, Grant Hill. That was the Grant Hill was Grant. on the no. Ben, that was later. You're mistaken here. That was later. later. Yeah, Ben, shut the fuck up. And he finally
1: You're right. In 91, he breaks through the pistons finally. He he gets to the mountaintop. He wins the title. We all know this, David. Why are you going to be a row, bit more than a
0: little bit of a little bit of a Dies, right. yeah, and it's just like you know what? Maybe he knows all. This is just you know one I, I, possible explanation Maybe yeah. he knows how long he's like if if I if I keep going now, I'm not going to be able to hit my level because at that point uh-huh. you're just competing with yourself. He did at yourself. the
1: time say his dad's murder was you, a part you, of it, you, and then later yeah. I have a little bit of gambling info I can give you. But I'm, go on. You're competing with yourself, and you're competing with history.
0: Yes. Yeah,
3: you
1: know, he
0: says I, I got to be a ten all the time.
3: There's a canny bit of brand management here in terms of making sure he retains his value. Yeah, I would The only thing spokes- I would say person, to you is, is,
0: it maybe took Kobe Bryant about six months after he possibly raped a woman to uh-huh. be back in in ads and yes. he'd be the you know top player. So, mm. And he is was not Michael Jordan as much as he close
1: enough but, but not, he, he not, emulated he michael to
0: jordan but he was not michael jordan that's so, what i'm saying know, yes i think the big thing was they didn't even want things getting out i think he i think he saved a haircut no pun intended exactly i don't think he saved any sort of damage i don't think the whole castle could have group.
1: crumbled i mean yeah. he was famous for there's so many stories and there's about to be this espn sort of oj simpson uh like in the style of the oj simpson thing like 10 hour documentary about uh-huh. jordan and i imagine it's gonna Apparently has full access to him, and we'll maybe delve a little more into this stuff. Which the Hitler mustache, one hour
3: is just on the Hitler mustache just, and the hands I have commercial. Some <laughs> yeah,
1: um, but um, that, like you know, NBA players play cards all the time, especially mm-hmm. on the planes. They like to play cards, and if you play cards with him, he would just be like merciless. Like there was yeah. just no friendliness. He just wanted to annihilate everyone. Well, and,
0: and for, for you know, in the context of this film, he's also famous for having ruined. Muggsy Bogues' jump shot but right. ones calling him a midget as he was about to shoot and Muggsy, <laughs> Muggsy <laughs> didn't want to shoot anymore. That's like basketball <laughs> shit. That's, that's literally like, the bit in basketball. He nice. Muggsy right. said, I'm, done, I'm right. done shooting. That yeah. that scared me so much. I'm not even going to get in that position but anymore. But that's why it was kind of amazing that at the time the reputation was
3: like, "Ah, oh, Michael Jordan, I'd buy underwear from Incredible. him. What a sweetheart. Incredible. And this and he' movie is the part last, of that. Yeah, right. and right. He was really is the, shiny. And there's an important
0: point to be made. He is. He's probably the last athlete where there would not be a simultaneous counter-narrative he about, was, oh, right. well, I heard from someone who, you know, that was not out.
3: That's the only reason I offer my hypothesis, because I think there's no way he could have lost everything, but he was so at the top in terms of, as you said, competing with himself. If he steps away, he makes sure that the excitement only grows when he comes back, rather than just having a couple seasons where he is plateauing. Yes, it Plateauing wor- it at works. the top. It worked for People him. liked him growing and the other it thing it was so good
1: for his yes to to take that step away and then come back everyone was just like oh my god he's back thank god like you know right.
3: he had started getting spotted at casinos which is when like they were like uh, well uh. he there was famously
1: spotted at, at a casino right the before night before, a before right. a, like an important game yes. not not even a, I think it was like a playoff game
3: and there are stories now that people tell where they're like I once won a million and a half dollars for him from him on the golf course Sure, like he would like make bets per yes. hole but yes. he's he's very wealthy he's one of the wealthiest people alive. He's quite wealthy. Um, The other thing I was going to say, though, is I think part of the pitch of this movie is, okay, so now he's back. Michael's bigger than ever. We want to make a movie to explain that whole time period, sell it as part of this family man. Why did he leave the NBA? Because he loved his dad so much and he made a promise. And he wanted to buy a minivan. And he was back home and he was with the kids and all of that. It was all about the family, right? right? It was all about the family. But the other part is the first 30 minutes of this movie are really focused on the baseball and the family stuff. They're they're Jordan. It's all Jordan. And I forgot how much it is just sort of like of the era studio sports comedy before the Looney Tunes come in. where It's like, let's make Major League. With him failing, but he's an underdog and it's kind of sweet and uplifting. Right. So that because he looked like a shitty baseball player because he was the most dominant NBA player of all time. And when he showed up in baseball and he was
1: pretty good, it looked disappointing. He wasn't good. He was—we already discussed it.
0: It it. wasn't—it was— Impressive. He wasn't good.
3: He could
1: play right. baseball. Yeah. My, right. my point At a minor is, league level.
3: though, if they make the movie part Just of this, about. like, oh, it's like nice and sweet that he tried to play baseball no. and he tried really hard. It sells it as he never had a dip. He was always the best. Even when he wasn't dominating no. a league, he was the best guy. Well,
0: And can I say something? I think if you shut this movie off 30 minutes in, you say... What movie is he gonna make next? Yeah. I think he's really good agree. in the agree. 30 movie. I, I think he's good. He's You're
1: pointing at me like I don't agree good. with you. I agree. Dave, he I is agree. good. Yeah. I think he's good in this movie. Some people like when LeBron just announced that he's making Space Jam mm-hmm. two. Uh, I saw some snarky tweets along the lines of like, well, he's definitely a better actor than Michael Jordan. Now, I think I agree with that yeah. because LeBron was very good in Trainwreck. Like, he definitely he's a legitimately a good actor. He's obviously got talent, but like, I do feel like Michael Jordan's reputation in this movie is that he is stiff or bad, or whatever. You know, like well, he's I, kind of a. I stiff think it. Actor. I think it
0: flips a bit when he's acting with people. It's an impossible I mean, it is task. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's especially in 96. Like, yes. what was it?
0: Like, yeah, I, you know,
1: we'll uh, yes. talk there about it. There were established
0: it, right. actors who have belly
3: flopped as hard doing these types of, like, movies like this. Like, you watch the first Garfield movie and no one knows how to touch Garfield. You know, like, shit like that. And that's all professional actors. I think when he doesn't have anyone to play off of, but he had done so many commercials at this time. And Joe Pitka, who ostensibly directed this movie, was his main commercial guy. Yeah. Right. Like, he's in a zone he
0: understands, he knows his. Brands. And he's he was, comfortable in and front he of was camera. understated too in the first thirty minutes. He was oh, yeah. funny but understated. And the other thing is he looked amazing. He's he so looks fucking
3: handsome like in this movie. Movie star. It, it is incredible. insane he how good he looks in this. He, film. Is, he is beautiful. Is a good few people guy. have ever photographed better. <laughs> he's like Marlena Dietrich. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's he's a
1: good looking guy. He looks yeah. really good. He I mean, looks really really good. And they play it up to that scene
0: where he's eating fast food in the hotel with Wayne Knight. He is shirtless. Yeah. No,
1: he. That is. They know he is. But I'll say this about Michael. Jordan he's one of those people that is so famous that Mm -hmm. when you see him it's partly you're like yeah this is a good looking guy he's in shape yada yada but you're also just kind of like wow that's Michael Jordan it feels like looking at Bugs Bunny it's the same thing where it's like that's a stamp he had such a notorious profile like literally just literally well it's almost
0: like if you're in a a relationship with someone for a long time and like it's not the same as when you first Right. Saw that, right. you know, what exactly. I mean, you're just you're like, just, oh no, that's Michael. Michael. Michael Jordan. He's, you know. right. I mean, one right. of the no craziest. Like I'm sure, I'm sure the first yes. time I heard someone say Michael Jordan was handsome, I was like, yeah, okay. yeah right.
2: <laughs> I guess so. but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't Yeah, he's, he's a right. handsome I mean, athlete. But watching like, this now, you're like, basketball.
0: that's
3: one of the reasons he was so big was he was just like a perfectly symmetrical man. Yes. Would
2: you say that Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan, who was the more famous person at this time? At this time, Jordan. Jordan, right? At his
1: peak, Jackson. Yeah, I think at this time you would probably say Jordan just because Jackson was On the of, downswing. Yeah. But I'm like just like, I guess, I'm trying to say like how
2: big of a world s- superstar was he? <laughs> he? He
1: was such a world superstar. He was the way the NBA, you know, marketed itself around the world.
3: And it NBA famously was brand. not popular in any other countries up until he became a guy.
2: Oh, okay. Pretty much.
3: Um, I was going to say, you China. were saying how famous he was and, and his profile was famous and all of that. Right. The craziest flex of like Jordan's power was the Michael Jordan cologne which at the time everyone thought was a joke, sold so fucking well. And the logo for that bottle was his head from front on in silhouette and you recognized it. It was just a bald head with ears and a neck and you were like, that's Michael Jordan's head. Right. It wasn't even in profile the bridge of his nose or anything. Like it was insane Look. how much the iconography of him as a person was ingrained into Well, and this culture. is also, this
0: right. is not as big as the cologne, but also, to Dave's earlier point, for a guy who spent his entire career kicking the shit out of the Knicks yeah. to just open a steakhouse in New York. Yeah. So he's like, I want that guy's steaks. Flock yeah. to him. In Grand Central. Yeah. in Grand Central. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, and he did kick the shit out of the Knicks. He did. Whatever, man. We... You know, John Starks dunked on him, and that's, like, one of the greatest moments of my entire life. Well, of course, I know. When I was well, there and that's an
0: important—Michael have... Jordan retires. The Knicks go to the finals.
1: The Knicks go to the finals, but then we lose. The fucking Rockets. And, like, that was, like, the most devastating moment of my really young life. Tougher
2: really tough for me. I had a tough week. <laughs> um, and then— How are the Knicks these days? Uh, oh, I, I, mean, they're, I mean, like, they're, like—they're horrible. they well, hold horrible. On, let, let's let Griffin take this.
1: No,
3: I think we can say it in unison.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, they're they they're very bad, but they very bad. are committing at least to being bad. Like rebuilding the slowly, to not badness, trading drafts, and they're going
3: at a moderate pace. They've given
1: me that line before, but at least it seems like this they're going to be building up the franchise that line. again, supposedly.
3: But we're still yeah, on allegedly, a but you know, a lunatic owns us. So.
0: <laughs> the Knicks are hoping they can get enough good young players, and they can yeah. keep their owner enough just sort of playing music Placated. at City Winery yeah, and not talking that they can attract yeah. an established star to come play with their young guys. We need a and star. Good. We need
1: an established it, can, star. can I actually talk for a second? So I have this theory, James. So yeah. I think that everyone in the NBA just does what LeBron does. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. LeBron just sets the pattern every single time. So when he... Builds his super team. People become into super teams, right? Yes. Everyone's into super Love teams. Him. My favorite. And like he goes back to Cleveland, and then there's that whole narrative of like, oh, maybe should you know, should people go back to their hometowns? Is there the hometown, hometown. Narrative? Sung that narrative? And now that he's going to the Lakers, the new narrative, in my opinion, is like you need to rebuild the solid gold franchises. Of the NBA. Can I, I can I
0: turn this thirty? 30 like, that's can, why
1: Durant and Irving are all being attached to the Knicks. Can I turn so, this right, thirty degrees? Yeah, this, I,
0: I agree. Yeah, let's But that. I would I would say it as I think LeBron gives everyone else permission to do what they already want to do. So right. they, they don't exactly. follow him. Exactly. He does the things that people he are like, oh, I'd tone. love to He's do that, but tone. am I going to get hammered starter. for doing this? And he yeah. does it.
1: And now everyone's like, well, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so I feel getting, like right. if someone like Durant or Irving goes to the Knicks. It'd have to be Durant or like, Irving. It would be, like lo- it would be implausible because the Knicks are bad. I could never see it happen. And they're horribly wrong. <laughs> so the but he could give that argument of like, look, the Knicks are so important to the NBA. I want to I want to be the guy who makes them good again. Like, Can I say this? People will buy that. People never used to buy that
0: emotionally I agree with you I actually don't think it's implausible I think we're so ashamed of ourselves so I think it's plausible. I think, so it's plausible I think it's plausible
1: I think we just feel really
0: bad about ourselves and we think we're oh well they're the not the actually gonna come my you thing know, they is also come.
1: like it's like if if say Kyrie came he'll just like get injured and, and be injured and that that is is so that's how I feel about it things, his though. limbs yeah. will be splattered but or fr- yeah yeah it's better than it was. Uncle Drew, That's no, how I feel about the Knicks VOD right now. now. It's definitely better. It than It was It was so rock Drew. bottom. Like training for Bargnani, that was that was my rock bottom. With the I Knicks. will just I
0: will just finish this. There is a there is a dumb narrative, mostly forwarded by the so local dumb sports dumb press in New York, that drama. you can't rebuild in New York. Yeah, oh, just the just fans won't
1: do yeah, it. They, they,
3: they, they won't, won't do
0: it. it. No, of course they'll do it. They're they'll just they're they're it. obsessive, and if you give them any sort of hope, they love it. It's great. People love. Sort
3: of seen as a disappointment, the domestic box office. But when you look at the actual production costs, it's pretty good. Pretty good um, maker. Do are we talking what are we maker. talking about? Right basketball. Now? We're all talking basketball. We're all talking the exact same things. Yeah, no, definitely Uncle Drew. Um, so first 30 minutes, I think pretty good domestic sports comedy. You got Joe Pica, who was like the dominant commercial director of his time. Right. Uh Joe Pica, who like won the DGA Lifetime Achievement Award a year ago, never made
1: another feature.
3: Hated. He made this.
1: one movie before this.
3: Oh, really? What was it?
1: Let me find the name of it. Let Orange it be. Richard Dreyfus, Terry Garr. When was that? <laughs> 1989. Okay, so some time in between. It's a light comedy about a guy, a gambler, who experiences day where he wins every bet he places.
3: Oh, and then he met Michael Jordan, and Michael Pretty Jordan much? was like, big
1: fan of your movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good movie. Teach me. Um, all right, so Joe Pickett, right.
3: Directed all the Jordan commercials when other basketball players started going into uh, sponsorship. I... In rewatching the movie uh, for this podcast, I chose to watch it with commentary, which I had never done before, and the commentary for this movie is insane. Really?
1: Is it by Pika?
3: This is early days of DVD when I think they're still experimenting. Okay. The commentary is Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, but also, also Billy West and d Bradley Br- Baker, who played the voices of Bunny and Duck in this movie. But also they're like, eh, sometimes this guy Joe Pitka is going to come in and say something. It's clear that they recorded a commentary track with Pitka and he didn't have enough to say to fill up the entire movie, which is only 71 minutes.
1: It's late. not a long movie.
3: <laughs> so then they recorded West and Baker doing bits as the characters and that also didn't sustain itself. So they kind of just so chopped it all together. So the voice altogether. actors host it and every once in a while they literally do Creek! Hey, uh, it's Joe Picka again. And then he offers a fact and they act like he's walking in and out of the studio for the commentary to get into really dry So you're telling me that talk. you did
1: the Foley work on this director's it commentary? It sounds like <laughs> me doing a
3: dumb fucking bit. Oh. And he comes in and just we talks do about bits compositing. On this I don't know what uh, you're talking about. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> oh, let me.
1: Hello? Uh, Hello. It's me, Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> sure
2: here to do a commentary
1: sued for copyright infringement and it's me sylvester a very different distinctive (laughs) voice
3: hello oh it's marvin the martian
2: i'm here as well
1: what are you guys here to talk about
2: hymns
1: (laughs) Uh, you you're you're here to talk about the wellness brand for men that helps with sexual performance issues i have erectile dysfunction all right. Well, suffering. Fuck that. So you know that twenty five percent of new ED cases are guys under forty, or ducks over seventy five,
2: or emotions.
1: I, I I don't know if I can do this. And eh, come
2: on, Sam's
1: fine. Forty percent of men age forty struggle uh, from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor. Ah, uh, me Tweety Bird can't, can't fake one. So you go to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin, skin care, sexual wellness for men uh, that can uh, connect you with real doctors and give you medical-grade solutions to treat ED or other problems. Uh, you're saying it'll take care of my droopy
3: penis? <laughs> Which, who, which one are you? Elmer Fudd, okay. of course. You can see me in the studio.
1: Yeah, Elmer, we're going to get you some well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. So there's no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. It's prescription solutions backed by science. I say, I say, I say, that sounds like a great deal for my penis. Uh, you're foghorn leghorn. You're not John Hammond, El, Bad Times of the El Royale. It's a very thin line, but <laughs> yes, indeed. So there's no waiting room. There's no awkward uh, in-person doctor visits. No lines. You save hours. You just go to 4 com and uh, you can try it for a month today for just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. You can see the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Oh, BD. Uh, Oh, it's uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe Le Pew. And now it's nah. me and I'm not going to say
3: anything because already I feel bad about speaking <laughs> on my Speedy's
1: cousin Slowpoke.
3: Oh, it's Slowpoke Rodriguez. Just,
2: God, this feels terrible.
1: All of you go to dot slash blank. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash blank. dot himscom slash blank. You can uh, try it for a month a Oh, bucks.
3: may we? And now it is me, Pepe Le Pew. Get out of here. Okay. Yeah, you're not welcome here. And I just want to quickly remind any animation producers listening to this podcast to hire me for no reason whatsoever. So the commentary is insane. And uh, Joe Pica, when he uh, occasionally walks in, will talk about how he's best friends with every basketball player in the movie because he worked with all of them previously. And at the very beginning of the commentary, he goes, uh, people ask me, so you directed this movie? And I say, uh, parts of it. Weird. Because he didn't direct the animation. Oh. Okay. Great. And also, I think Ivan Reitman kind of took over this mode. Interesting. Um, the first 30 minutes definitely feel like they're directed by a commercial director because it has that thing where, like, every single shot is the most dynamic shot imaginable. Like, a lot of canted angles and, like, extreme wide lens close ups. Okay. Like, it looks like a commercial. It's very, like. Yeah, yeah. It's very
1: colorful. Colorful and poppy then Those, those and, scenes of like, him, like you're saying, like, returning to his home, like, and the dog and stuff, yeah. that just feels like MTV video shit right. or, like, you're about to be sold a board game or something.
3: And a lot of like snappy comedy. Like everyone yeah. he talks to is some day player who's like rearing to go. The guy's in the dugout. I mean, Wayne Knight obviously is like a ringer. And Can this, we talk you know? about that for a second? Yeah. Do you think
0: Wayne Knight auditioned for this, or is that an offer-only situation? I think that's a situation? straight offer.
3: Because you have to think, at this point, Wayne Knight was running the table on the 90s. Yeah,
1: because he's, he's late instinct. in Seinfeld. He's, right. well, then yeah, he goes Jurassic to Jurassic Park. Park. Right.
3: Then he's on Seinfeld and Mad About... Not Mad About You, uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, He's on both of them at the same time. Well, Third Rock starts
1: this year, Okay, 96. But yes.
3: He's huge. I think they wrote, like, right. we want... Think Wayne Knight in parentheses. Because this is
0: his... This is And, you know, I mean, he is number two on the call sheet, no doubt.
3: No question. Right, because he's third build in the movie behind Jordan and Bunny. But Bunny is first build. In
0: the
1: opening credits. Yeah. In the poster, it was swapped. No, it wasn't. Bugs Bunny, Michael Jordan. Bugs Bunny is top build, which is, in my opinion, weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two reasons. One, Michael Jordan, very famous and a real person. I think Jordan's number one in the
3: credits thing, because I know it's the opposite. And,
1: and, And number two... Uh, Jordan's in more of the movie. Like that—that's the real beef I have with it. Like, there's another argument for Jordan being first build was—is that he's an actual person. No, then I mentioned that. Yes, yes, very famous real person. Right, got Famously those two going for him. Right. But also, like Bugs doesn't come in for a while, and this is a short movie. It's, yeah, this is a very short movie. It's not a long movie. Quite short. It's like a one reel. Because well, this is a movie. Like, if it was a real sports movie, like if it was Hoosiers. They would play a lot of games. They would That's, suck at that, first. That, not only is this a short movie, but there is an hour of setup.
0: Right, right. So so, then you, so if you watch the first hour, you're like, this might be like a two and a half hour movie. Right. Yeah. You really think have to of, like Yeah, play they're gonna, have to, and they're gonna get in there. And yeah, right. I, I you timed know, it. They're gonna practice. They're gonna be like, yeah. well, I want this. I'm, I'm, I'm the one. No, I'm the one. You know all, all that hoosier yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, I literally timed it from the
3: moment when they finish introducing the players at the big game to when its halftime is five minutes. Right
1: five minutes elapse in the first half of the game Well, because honestly the the monsters are kind of dramatically inert because they're just like <laughs> big monsters that crush you at basket like it's like they're not that interesting to watch if they're just beating you has
3: any line <laughs> summed up our podcast better than I mean let's be honest the monsters are dramatically
1: inert <laughs> uh, Wait, yeah That's a great line by me.
3: yeah no they're just dominant and so it's like the only it, once they figure out how to beat them the movies over so, like, right. the game is mostly
0: a series of, like, blackout gags of them getting beaten. Well, I was going to say, isn't it interesting that they had to go steal NBA players' talent just so that they could beat the shit out of Looney Tunes? <laughs> they do right. not play basketball. They do not play right. basketball at all. No. They no. just crush people. They just people. hit them. Why Fight couldn't them. they just go get the talent of, you know, well, this some, gets a, some, some strong person. A
1: WWE wrestlers? This, they, or they, they, why not just yes. hire... The other players, but why, much as Bugs hires Michael right, Jordan, Right, But, but why not
0: have them play basketball?
1: Why I know, you have, know. You just see I know. Like I agree. You, you don't know, and you don't know which... This movie is a failure as a as a basketball movie, in terms of, I like, think so. there's not a lot of fundamentals on well, this Well, something display, else you know? I noticed, too. Yeah.
0: Michael Jordan playing basketball in this movie?
1: Mm. Mediocre? D- So-so? D-
0: that looked like 60% at most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, his, know. It, you know. Just the way he was cutting, the way he was dribbling, yeah, that, that was not an intense... And then you cut to the
1: real footage of him at the end.
0: And he's and he's
3: playing. And you're like, oh yeah, like yeah. Michael
1: Jordan. All right, and Griffin, the opening you got credits. The credits.
3: Yes. I'm pulling it up right now. The thing I want to say is that in this movie Great opening
1: credits, just a point of fact.
3: Yes. But. This was filmed in a summer in between seasons. Yeah. Right. Uh, this was right after the season he had come back into late. Yes.
1: He comes back in nineteen ninety five. Bugs Bunny is second build in the opening credits. First on, build on keep the poster. Going,
3: keep going. I'm going backwards.
1: Michael Jordan. That's so weird. Why did I think of it the other way? Because the poster has it flipped. That's why. Well, that's how it should be. Uh Uh-huh. Because Bugs Bunny doesn't get as much screen time in this movie. Agreed. So that's good. Yes. So why is Bugs Bunny first bill on the poster then? I mean, look, he had a better track record at the box
3: office at that point in time. (laughs) I guess so. And Uh, and better agents. He He had Mike Ovitz. (laughs) There's
1: the the forgotten end of 95 season where Jordan comes back and they lose to the magic. Like, they don't even make the finals. Right.
3: And they were hoping they could juice just at the end of the season to get to the championship, and they don't, right? Yep. So he apparently had a big complex where he was like, I need to really come back hard this season, prove people I haven't lost a step. Right. So he agrees to do this movie, but on a very tight schedule, which is one of the reasons they wrote in the other basketball players who he stolen the power from, so they had other live-action actors they could cut to once he's in Looney Tune World. Right. He would only shoot until lunch. Right. They built the soundstage, which was just a green screen space. Right. They had actors who were not the voice actors, who sort of were improv actors, who would huh. play the parts against him. And then they had really big stunt guys who played the Monstars. Sure. But it wasn't real basketball, right? It was- No, it's uh, Like cartoons. choreographed. Right, exactly. Right.
1: But they also- <laughs> largely a cartoon. It wasn't real basketball, right? <laughs> right. I just want to clear up with you guys. I'm was, obviously a basketball expert, I know, They actually just but... filmed a game. Yeah, it was just a regular game. Right. right. Yeah, they played the Monstars. Right. Right,
3: yeah. Uh, but the crazy thing is part of Michael Jordan's negotiation was uh, they had to build a full proper regulation NBA court on the Warner Brothers backlog. Interesting. Because he needed to use any downtime he right, had. So to practice.
2: Right, to, to practice. Yeah. get in shape,
3: yeah. Um, and he would go to the gym at lunch. Is that the, the court we see? No. Okay. No, the court you see in the movie is 100% CGI. Weird. Anytime he's on the court, it's him in a much smaller CGI space with actors. Right. They built a full court that was never utilized on camera that was his contractual demand so that he could play ball and be ready for the season, not miss a step. So he would only work a couple hours a day. For him. But the other thing was, any other actors who were working on movies at the Warner Brothers lot at that summer were like, "This is my chance to play basketball against Michael Jordan." Sure. So, like, famously, like George Clooney played against him right. when they were doing Batman and Robin. But he
1: would just murder you. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I think it, like he wouldn't be like, "Oh, let me take it no, easy no, on you because no, no, you're no, George no, Clooney." Be, no, he would. He was like block a kid. Right. He just yeah, be like, I mean, right. he's that Fuck kind. You. Of yeah. You. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But
3: that was like the thing was like, oh my god, I get my chance to say that like Jordan dunked on me, you know?
0: Well, and that's part of what is going on with, I assume. With the casting of this film, too. I yeah. mean, Murray says, I want to be there. Right? Murray's
3: part was not written into the script. Right. I should say, my intel on all of this is. Is, yeah, please. The film Draft Day, directed by Evan Reitman, right. produced by Joe Magic, his main partner. Um, this film was produced by Reitman. And Reitman was really kind of a key creative force behind this movie. Once they
0: had the idea, because it was, there had it's Got been, his fingerprints all over
3: it. Yes. There had been a commercial with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan that was a Super Bowl ad, I believe. Yeah. That did really well. And then they were like, oh, fuck, let's just make a movie out of that. The 90s. Right. Um, And so uh, that uh, they were like, we should make it actually funny. Let's get Ivan Reitman. He's like the top comedy guy right now. And they were sort of instrumental in overseeing all of it. Right. I, about a year before this, had started doing a routine where I would do an impression of the guy who pissed Space Jam. It's a good routine. Which got me into the Montreal Just for right, Last Festival right. in a very weird turn of events because I was not qualified to get in otherwise. I hadn't done that much work and I wasn't performing regularly at any theaters or any sure, of that. Right. But that routine ended up being kind of my entry into the industry, which then led to nine months later me getting cast in draft day, which I would say was a straight line in terms of me running off the momentum of having gotten into that festival. Right. I was doing stand-up routines while filming Draft Day because I wasn't working every day. You became
0: a sports-based entertainer for about two to three years. Yeah, Right.
3: Um, But that was like my money bit. Uh, I would try to get up and do like unpaid featured spots at the comedy clubs in Cleveland while we were filming Draft Day. Okay. And uh, one day, Joe Magic, producer, comes to set, leaves set early to come see me do my act which at the end ended with Space Jam as a closer mm-hmm. and I was like oh fuck he's in the audience he's going to be insulted by this because right. the bit was it's a dude on a week long cocaine bender who right. thinks he's about coming to be fired coming
1: up the stupidest idea in the world on the verge of a mental right.
3: breakdown and he just starts screaming and ripping his clothes off yeah. uh, and saying that he can get the movie produced by the next Monday <laughs> Right? Um, and it's just like stream of consciousness meltdown stuff and he came up to me afterwards and he went uh, you know Griffin I, uh, I produce Space Jam uh-huh. And, and I was like, like I know. "Yeah, I know." Mm-hmm. And he Sorry. was like, "I know the guy who pitched the movie." And I was like, "Yeah." And he went, "Pretty." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I went out to drinks with him for two and a half hours and just pumped him. Right, right. And one of the things he told me was Murray was not written to the script at all. Okay. They wanted the movie to be funnier. Sure. They had Wayne Knight, which is the reason why the Wayne Knight character was created, which right, makes me he's think he's just
1: falling over for and him, stuff. Right.
3: Big comedic, you yeah, know, type yeah, of, the, of the time. Okay, we want a little more comedy in here. Yeah, Wrightman obviously very good friends with Bill Murray, freaking collaborator. Sure, he That's knows that sure. Murray is obsessed with, with basketball.
1: He loves the Bulls,
3: Chicago, He's a Chicago guy, yeah. guy. Hadn't Chicago met Jordan guy. up until right. this point, right? And he says, "Look, Jordan likes golf. You love golf. We're gonna do a golf scene. You come. You improvise. Do whatever you want. Just for a do day. some shit, right?
0: By the way, in addition to gambling, uh golf." also a big part of a lot of the Jordan lore like yes 36 holes before a game right. you know right. o for 16 in the first half his wrist is is sore <laughs> right, right. comes out in the second half figures it out right. wins you know that's so they say hey Murray you can come you can improvise for a day
3: do whatever the fuck you want they end up getting a lot of usable stuff which is why the golf sequence is so long cuz he
1: has like four or five good bits well, and also Larry Bird is there
3: which is he's friends with Jordan and picka had worked with it. i mean it was like this correlation of like how do we all feel about
1: things. bird's performance
3: unbelievable
0: I think it's good, too. I do. I think it's really good.
1: He's sort of like, he's sort of playing into his image as well, which is sort of like the stiff, like the kind of like.
0: Well, and a little bit of, I do not want to be here. Yeah. Yeah, A bit of a like. Sort mm, of.
1: mm -hmm, You know. And
0: Murray's great line in this
3: movie, which is like one of our big family jokes that we quote all the time. Murray keeps on pitching to everyone. You know, the NBA is going through a crisis. Players are dropping left and right. You're going to need new talent from exciting and unexpected places. And everyone keeps on going, Bill, it's not going to happen. Right? Right? He thinks he's going to get drafted. And uh, Michael rejects him. And he goes, is this because I'm white? Mm -hmm. And Jordan goes, no, no, Larry's white. And he goes, Michael, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. (laughs) It's It's a good line. It's great. No scripted dialogue. No role for this film. They shot that. The end of the film, the way they were going to beat the Monstars was Roadrunner. Which is why Roadrunner never takes right, the court not, the entire time. He's film. not
1: in it, yeah. They
0: were like they need some special thing to push them over the edge. Which in a lot of way makes more sense than what happens because yes. the Monsters amass a massive lead beating right. the shit out of the tunes right. and then stop beating the shit out of the tunes. They kind right. of right. keep
1: the score a little secret, I feel like, for this very reason. Like it yeah. right yeah, yeah go no, on. They, go no, on.
0: you cannot account. For yeah, the, you the cannot comeback. keep track
1: of the game in this movie.
3: Yeah, they make all.
0: a couple <laughs> baskets and it's tied and right. we're down sixty. But but you know, Roadrunner at least like, all right, let we you sit. You're at halftime. You're on the the yeah. whiteboard. You're saying, "How do you know? How do we match up with them? Right. Let's get road right." You know, too one fast. problem
1: though. What? No hands. <laughs> Does lack hands. mean me. I guess he'd use his wings.
0: You no, know, beak or whatever. All right. Just, yeah. Just you could run to another spot. Yeah. On the court, and you then kind sort of like,
1: flip the ball to yeah, someone. Yeah. You up. could kind
3: of diversion. It in. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The monsters are big and o fish. So that was like one advantage right, they would speed, have if they right. had like clear. And they didn't want to bring Speedy Gonzalez back because he was. Sensitive, which is why I kicked him out of the studio immediately because I don't want that on my Yeah, show. sensitive
1: is one word for it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sensitive
3: subject. Um, And at the last minute, they were like, oh, fuck, you know what we should do? We should just have Bill Murray come back, which is why Roadrunner has almost no presence in the movie. Sure. Because he was designed to be saved for the end. Right. They called him up. They were like, can you come tomorrow? Which is why Murray has that joke where they're like, how did you get here? And he's like, producers a friend. He called me up, uh-huh. had a teamster come, drop me off here. Um, They... Like the story, the craziest element of production. This movie was trying to get him a Jersey overnight because the only physical jerseys they had were the
1: ones for Jordan Jordan, and he's Murray. I mean, I don't know his height,
3: right? Different. I would say a different height than Michael Jordan. Probably the joke is that he's number 22, right?
1: That he's only one less. Right. He's, you know what? He's six, two. So Bill he's, not is six six than, he's not that much shorter than He's not that much shorter than. This is weird. Chevy Chase, 6'4, Dan Eckert, six one. Those fun, SNL fun, guys well, are tall. So, fun
0: fact yeah. the difference in height between Bill Murray and Michael Jordan, so if they were matched up, yeah. is equal to the difference in height, basically, between you and Muggsy Bugs. And Muggsy Bugs played in the NBA. If you were guarding Muggsy Bogues, the line would be significant height advantage for Griffin.
3: Well, that was our mother liked Muggsy Bogues because he He, was the only basketball player herself. And this is—so
0: why don't we we talk for a second about— The other guys? The other guys, Because, you know, in a way, I mean, Muggsy Bogues was not one of the best players in the NBA. But the thing that
3: Pika said was, in terms of designing the cartoon Monstars— they wanted the greatest diversity of right. physical types. Right. So it was supposed to be, we'll have a couple big, famous guys, you know, a, a tall guy, a stocky guy, this and that. But they knew they wanted a little guy and sure. they wanted a big guy. Yeah. So Muggsy was obvious because he they was the most They hired the shortest system. and tallest
1: people in the league.
3: No, you know who they hired? George Mirazan. <laughs> right. Who's the same height as Sean Brett? And what happened is George Mirazan went on vacation. Okay and they Classic mirrors on. He just like goes back to Romania or whatever, <laughs> right. and, like and Joe Pickle was like, I don't know. I think he went back. There was another war there or something. <laughs> just literally what he says in the commentary. Goes, That's insensitive. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> who gives a I shit. He I literally says that in the commentary. I, know, just, I don't think there were hurt. any
1: wars in Romania. That but was yes. the joke is he, he made. He
0: is Romanian, is that right? I believe so.
1: I can we'll look at it I mean, the way his name is spelled. yeah I can
3: look him up. But it was literally no one could get a hold of George George Mirzon and a week before filming, they were like, who else is tall and got Sean Bradley, which is why Sean Bradley is innocuously in this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, so, right. So the team that they suck the talent from is uh, Muggsy Bogues, um, Charles Barkley, Larry Johnson, Patrick Ewing. Sean Bradley, so two centers, two power forwards, yes. and a tiny point guard. Bogues. So ridiculous, it's and lost. that's definitely something I picked up on. And and it, but they use this to turn into five giant monsters. It's not like the monsters resemble the people at all. It, not at all. Like again, they're just five big
0: monsters. Again, if their job is to beat the shit out of people, they picked Mugsy Bogues right as who's one small. of their. You oh, know.
2: Did I? Did you guys pick up on the fact that the monsters they start out small? They're nerd looks at that point. To be fair, right they're very tiny and you're like I'm not intimidated by them but then the, they get the talent they do they just they take big. their talent they get big uh, and i i have to say i like that transformation you're
3: into the oh small, you like but big. them getting
2: big yeah
3: cuz when they're small you almost turn off the movie and walk off the porch
2: oh i, I honestly <laughs> i was like i'm an, I, I mean i love michael but i don't want to watch the rest of this and then try- he's like hold on hold on we'll fight years
3: later from now can i try to as succinctly as possible state the the logic of this movie go on looney tunes exist in a real world that somehow is also televised to our world when and kids in, are like, watching looney tunes in the middle tunes, of our planet yeah, it's at the right. core of the earth right. and kids are watching
1: looney tunes live apparently right it's like right whatever they're up to is actually what right is right. happening at that time the
3: only reason michael jordan has retired from basketball is because he's a great man who loves his family
1: right yeah and like, his dad always wanted him to be a baseball player, I guess. Okay.
3: Meanwhile, out in space, yep. an alien Denny DeVito, who cannot stop smoking cigars, right. is seeing plummeting sales of his theme M- park. M- Mr. Swackhammer. Right. right? He's yes. like alien Michael Eisner, who's like, we're not hip. But this also, theme park sucks.
1: Can I? And I want to, you might know, the aliens are morons? Because it's well, like Moron Mountain? I'm sorry. The planet's called Moron, Moron Mountain.
3: The okay. aliens are called Nerd Lux because they're little nerds. Yeah. They are little nerds. But they're also dumb. Right. But the, the alien race is not the morons. Okay. I don't know what race Swackhammer is.
1: Right. They doesn't seem related to the nerd lux. They're different.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, it's weird how little we know about Swackhammer considering that he becomes one of the most beloved characters in the history of animation. Right. Um, but Swackhammer sees this kid mocking the park, is like, fuck this. We need a new attraction. They accidentally sit on a remote control, show the Looney Tunes, and he's like, that's it. We're going to capture them from right. the center yeah. of the earth. Right. To make them attractions here so that our tenants will go up. Right. Nerdlucks burrow into Earth. Everyone sees a spaceship fly overhead, doesn't freak the fuck out, burrows into the center with ray guns. And they're like, we're holding you hostage. You have to come with us. Right. Loon Tunes make up a bullshit excuse that they can't be kidnapped unless they are beaten in a game. Right. They choose basketball because the Nerdlucks are short and have no arms. Right. Then the Nerdlucks steal ability— Right. Through yeah. a magic basketball, and there right. are uh, new Alex Mack powers that turn into puddles, right, which sends the NBA into chaos.
1: Yeah, because they don't know how to play anymore. Right, they're, they're, they're think putting tarps sort of like, over stadiums. On, Can yeah. I interject for one second? Yes, yeah.
0: when, <laughs> I, I,
3: I, maybe this
1: is a reach,
0: but did you find it interesting that a basically what looks like a virus invades five random NBA players? Right. And they immediately go to the forum in Los Angeles, yes. where the CDC has basically shut down. He's like fumigating of, it, right? Like what? Five, five years D-Vac after refusing, to Magic play. Johnson had a- 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 HIV. Can I, get, okay. I thought wow. but not a single player is on the Lakers. Who's True. In, you know? Because uh-huh.
1: it, it's it's a, a Nick. Uh, Barkley was on the Suns at that point, right? A couple Hornets. No, but, uh,
0: yeah, Barkley was on the Suns. Two Hornets. Johnson and Bogues Nick and Bradley Bradley was Maverick, on the
3: Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it does feel very STD-ish. I don't believe that they would. They're
0: showing the, the Lakers, t- you know,
3: well, you random know Lakers teammates being like, I don't nets. know, coach.
1: Bradley was on the Nets. He goes to the oh, okay. Mavericks in okay. 97. That
0: was Vladi Divotch, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, you see Can Vlade I get Divac? one point for that poll? Yeah, good yeah. job. Thank you. And yeah, he's, good, he's good in it.
1: He is good. Who yeah. else is in that scene where there's, there's the guy, so like...
0: I, you know, I know that other guy's face and I'm not sure I, who I, it is. The guy yeah. with the earring. But, uh, but I, I don't know, up, that seemed a little weird to me. It feels
3: very weird. Right? It is weird. It's also weird that they really deal with the fallout of it as if there's a virus only affecting basketball I don't players. think anyone's LA. watching this
1: movie being... Right, it's weird that they go to the forum. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, right? That that's where they pick to fumigate first. But uh, the one weird. brilliant piece of plotting is because
3: Michael Jordan has retired from basketball, they don't steal his talent.
1: Uh, Ahmad Rashad, Del Harris, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. I know it's weird. That's the one well, part th- of part of the subpart. The idea the is that he's retired, and
0: people are like, he might not have talent anymore. Right? right? He might, might, and he's like, you got, you still got
1: it. They anything, thought he was MJ? a baseball player. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> it's funny.
1: Paul last yes. Danny Ainge. Some of you some of the basketball players. So pop up. the
3: Looney Tunes have to steal Michael Jordan, who agrees to abandon his family and his professional obligations for no reason, having no skin in the game, because
1: his kids like the Looney Tunes. Sure, kind of. Yeah, he 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 essentially promises to take their place. You know, near the end of the movie, which why? Yeah, I know he he didn't really have to do that.
3: They cut to a cartoon nightmare sequence where Michael Jordan is literally in chains yeah, and doing uh, uh, autographs I until have a he fun dies. Co- a correlation there, yeah. please.
0: This movie comes out in '96, uh-huh. I believe, in that's '01. Right. Michael Jordan tentatively agrees to go to North Korea to see Kim Jong un and backs out out of fear of being kidnapped and enslaved wow. essentially by the Korean leader who was obsessed with the bulls right, and that's right. when Rodman right. starts
3: going over to yeah. North right. Korea, right, yeah, right,
0: who essentially want you know if if in a world where he kidnapped Michael Jordan it was for it would have been right, he would have taken that place, yeah, that is.
3: Fascinating. In 2001. (laughs) yeah. Do you think Kim Jong-un saw Space Jam and he was like, finally, a strategy. It's Kim 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 Jong-il. But do you think he saw this movie and was like, well, there's
0: a blueprint for how I get him here.
3: Yeah,
1: right, right.
0: Probably. Yeah. It's
1: in line line with a a lot um, of
3: smoke
0: some
1: cigars, open a
0: theme park. Danny DeVito's character also gets a massage during the game. Did you? Yes. There's also
3: that weird cut
1: to uh, Dan Castellaneta and uh, Patricia Heaton. Heaton. What's that about? Weird scene.
3: Especially weird that she's not sitting in the middle.
1: (laughs) Now it's before. It's pre-middle. I know. I thought Um, she'd
3: call her shot. Yeah, but that's like, a you know. That's like a weird scene. They're freaked out by the the nerd locks in a trench coat, which is played off like he's some sort of weird masturbating flasher. Like, right? That is the joke. This guy
0: is doing weird things. Right, and in a trench coat, and their lumps moving around
2: and all of that. Um, Yeah, so they steal all their... Oh, it's funny. When they lose their talent, they also show how they can't, like... I just really like the... Patrick Ewing is really good at being bad. I have a question. As a Knicks fan,
0: how did you feel that... About Patrick, them questioning Patrick Ewing's virility. I mean, which is, by furious. the way, an adult, it's a great scene. It's an adult moment in, it is. This, in a kid's yes. movie. Yes,
1: it is. And also, not only is just that the question, just the idea of like a Freudian analyst is yes. an adult yes. moment. <laughs> Even though I think when you're a kid, you do that is your image of a shrink is like a sort of bearded guy with a German in, accent in a red leather right. chair. Yeah, yeah, and there's a big right. You're, and uh,
3: Charles Barkley jokes about dating Madonna. Yes. Muggsy gets
1: yeah. very defensive about his mother. So Barkley's very good in this. Oh, he's a funny guy. Great. Yeah. He's
3: great. He's so like yeah. charismatic. I think He's the, the only one of the NBA players to get single card billing and they give him more to do. For and that he has reason. his own scene. I assume right.
0: they, they used him a little and were but like, that okay, scene this guy rules.
3: He's good. I find that scene actually emotionally affecting where he plays street ball. Yeah,
0: The kid is excellent in that scene who goes, oh. go on, get out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, real, I like the, you're the
1: logic. You're just another wannabe. I was such a big Barkley fan because he he was in the West The Knicks didn't have to deal with him as much. I just... Just loved him, like, or he I also loved been knighted attitude. at that point, excuse me, Sir Charles. <laughs> um, it's but just to answer your initial, I think they used Patrick for that scene because Patrick just has such a good reaction face, yeah, like he's like, you know, like he just is good at furrowing his brow, They're he's got such a big forehead, funny. Like, and like Barkley, you <laughs> so and Jordan.
3: Pitka had worked with so much that he knew right. how to get like funny out of those They're guys. Funny. He knew how to make them comfortable. But even when you're watching the montage on TV and Sean Bradley is doing that weird, like well, staccato walk where they've they, like they lost they their rhythm. They don't even know how to
2: drink anymore. Right. I would say, in a movie
0: that stretches, you know, basically like three setups out, mm-hmm. real long, <laughs> real thing. I would say this is one that could have been longer yeah, this I would have liked of, to have right. seen more.
3: This right. is the most purely funny stuff in yeah. the movie is basketball players don't know how to play basketball I know it's anymore.
1: always funny them missing the pass or whatever and even like it's their face touch with
3: them with the therapist, them and the yeah. doctors. Yeah. like all that Barkley in church, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
1: yeah. promising never to day Madonna. yeah. Uh and then I don't know what's happening with the Looney Tunes. Then it goes deep into the Looney Tunes things. Alright, so, so I don't like the Looney Tunes. Alright, I don't hate them, but like I, I I would watch Looney Tunes when I was a kid, but I never was like an obsessive about yeah, them. They're the greatest comedians of all time. They're you're bad they're taste, are cool. No, no, I got no beef, but it's just like so when they're doing Looney Tunes stuff in yeah. this, I think even when I was a kid I was just like Oh, right, now they do Looney Tune stuff. But according to you, this is bad Looney Tunes stuff. Well, it seems bad. there
3: are a couple weird factors. I mean, on one hand, the people directing the animation clearly were big fans. And, like, all the background characters they put in are, like, deep cuts. And there's certain visual gags, like when the scoreboard is like, it's tough to watch, ain't it, folks? Right. Like right, things right, like right. that feel very much. Those up are the classic,
1: voice. right? Yeah.
3: But the weird thing is, Warner Brothers had like in-house people who usually did the voices for these things, and they weren't producing that many new cartoons. They weren't doing new features or any of that, but they put them in commercials and shit, right? Sure. Mel Blanc famously used to do every single male Looney Tune voice. Crazy. He was the greatest voiceover artist of all time, and right. he did all of them, right? And uh, when he died, which was late 80s, I want to say. I can look it up. It was always scattered of like, this guy does two, this guy does three, this 89 and 89, he does. Yes. Here I was born. For this movie, all the regular uh, humble brag. guys. Humble brag. All the regular guys <laughs> assumed they were going to get the roles. And because Ivan Reitman was coming in, and they're thumbs up each other on the humble brag. Um, <laughs> Reitman comes in. And was like, no, we'll cast funny people. Okay. So they suddenly threw out everyone who had done the voices normally and just auditioned like everyone. Okay. And so it's like Billy West and d Bradley Baker and all these people who hadn't played the Looney Tunes before.
1: But they're voice actors.
3: Right. Yeah. And they do the voices as well, but also they hadn't really lived in those characters and right. they were like, just improvise a bunch of shit. The script doesn't matter. Just improvise a bunch of shit. Right. So there's a lot of the scripted jokes that the Looney Tunes have are improvised by very cynical voice actors, uh-huh. which are why there's so many meta jokes about the industry there's that argument they have about them not getting a cut of the licensing. Right. There's the thing where Daffy, like, kisses the Warner Brothers branding on his ass. They, yep. like, like shit on Disney. Sure. There's, like, a lot of, like, inside baseball, like, ha, 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 Hollywood stuff that kind of fucking sucks that was just, like, voice actors riffing. And in that commentary track, they're, like, yeah, I'm surprised they kept all of this in. And also just putting them in, like, putting Elmer Fudd with, like, a headband and having him be, like, a cool baller feels like those dumb fucking sweatshirts where it's like, dumb. here's Taz with crisscross backwards jeans. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. But kids liked it. Kids I would argue it. though that Daffy, his bits are really good. Daffy kills it
3: in this movie. Daffy kills it. And they just understand the Daffy bottom of the totem pole thing. Right. The bit when he comes out and the audience promptly stops cheering. Yeah.
2: That's is really great. Funny.
3: That's good. Right. Like stuff like that is fun. But then you also just have, like, when he, like, dresses up like Rodman. Like, there's just, some of that shit is dumb. And Lola is the worst. Lola is, like, one of the grossest, crassest, like, we don't understand women. This is targeted marketing characters of all time. Her characterization is she comes in. Everyone acts like they want to fuck her. They give her a wooga eyes, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Then they say doll. Yeah. And then her and then only like, bit of characterization is, is doll makes her so angry she dunks.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, they they also make them. They they seem very proud of the fact that it, after all that, like they didn't think she could play, right? But she can, right? You know, they're that, like, there's look, a real
2: look how a
3: progressive we are. The yeah. woman is good at basketball and she's tough, <laughs> right. And
1: then I feel like she just doesn't come
3: up again. I mean, she's there. There's the moment where Bugs almost dies and she gets emotional because yeah. apparently they're in love. Ooh, no, they're he sa- no, no, no,
0: he saves her.
3: Oh right, he saves right, and then right yeah. almost gets crushed in the process. Does right. get crushed, almost dies. That's when they play uh, "For You I Will," the love theme from Space Jam. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: By Monica. Yes.
3: Yes, it's a shitty, shitty character.
1: Yeah, it's a shitty character. Anyway, after that, they play the monsters.
3: Yeah, the game. Lasts, it's not like there's like anything else. No, the game lasts ten minutes. There's right. no training montage. No, the closest they get is the scene where they have to clean up the court.
2: Right, but like every sports oh, the spit shine. Yeah, it's that's kind of fun. funny. Yeah, they spit a bunch, David. Uh-huh. They're all like, "Oh, we are gonna clean this up," and then Taz spins around it and it's like,
3: "Lemony Fresh." Like all those jokes are very like. Here's good. Billy West on a bunch of coke, like riffing shit.
2: You know what right. sucked? Uh, the voice actor for Foghorn. Not very good. Not good. No. Not a good. There was like, I love Foghorn, and like there was not a lot of good yeah. stuff. One
3: could say I did better in this very episode. John Ham does a better. Bill Bad Farmer. Yeah, we're out. Oh, who's not a bad voiceover in general. Who also
1: does Sylvester. Yeah. And Yosemite Sam. Uh,
3: but the first half of the game takes five minutes. It's literally just a series of blackout gags of them getting Yosemite yeah, Sam attacked. is
1: weird because he's a mustache, but then the hair goes all the way around his eyes.
3: Well, it's That's tough weird. when he has the hat off to render him. Right. Because the idea is that his face is mostly obscured in shadow under but the like, hat. H-
1: there's like hair... It just sort of keeps he's going. He's got a big eyebrows. Oh, he's got eyebrows. I yeah. know, but it links. Like, one's eyebrows do not link. James is giving this a, a real furrowed yeah. sort of like... One could say he's
3: almost linking his eyebrows in frustration <laughs> right. looking at him.
1: But you don't link your eyebrows to your, your
3: damn mustache. No, he also looks kind of like Gossamer. Famous Looney Tunes monster Gossamer. Hair monster Gossamer. Oh, sure. Uh, right. Yes, yes,
1: right. Okay. Well, no, Gossamer. Yeah, he's the big red thing. Yeah. Yeah
3: great character.
1: I'm going to look up Google Yosemite Sam without hat. It looks bad. You
3: don't want to see it. You won't like it. I mean, doesn't he take his hat off in this movie? Does he? There's the weird Pulp Fiction reference where he and Elmer Fudd suddenly become Vincent and Jules and, and shoot one of the monster's teeth out of his head. I
1: guess he just has more hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. That The Pulp Fiction thing is weird, right? But that's like... The hot movie from
3: the, the kids kids remember. That's the stuff I guess. that sucks for me. Oh it's no, it's definitely like them sucks. referencing commercial campaigns and right. brand loyalty and all of that. But it was them trying to like boost these characters. Also, why into, is Marvin a
1: referee? He's a Looney Tune.
0: Yes. Seems well, now
1: you're getting, now you, <laughs> you, might, on, be, you might be going too deep. This is, so <laughs> yeah. is this like <laughs> well, I don't, uh, this is you know, the the conspiracy conspiracy Kings, careful like, what you say. Right, so right, someone right, might knock yeah. on your door, Dave. Well, I mean,
3: there's a bit of a conflict of interest because he is a Looney Tune, but also they're playing against aliens. So you could see how they'd be like, you know, you don't want to fight against your own guys. He's unbiased. Right. Yeah. He's unbiased. Nerdlux are his cousins. Uh,
1: what's the, yeah, the first half they get crushed, the second half they beat him.
3: He gives a big speech, they all fall asleep. Then they find Michael's secret stuff, which right. Bugs has put a bunch of water into a bottle, taped right. it up, and then is able to suplex a bunch of muscles. Right? Right. right. So then they all come
1: back and they're, they're good? Right, but it's just water, he tells them that.
0: He make, you know, and I had remembered as a kid that speech being a lot more.
1: It's but it's like a total impact, throwaway. It's a right.
0: total throw You
1: kind of making yeah. fun of the Hoosiers thing of right. Like, yeah. you know, it's I mean, within you all along, but it's not really like that. Not, they and don't they even make go fun go of it right fun. away. Yeah. And Daffy's just like, yeah, but you got any more like right like that's right. like the joke
3: but it's a weird sports movie where you don't have any sort of training montage and the game is almost kind of irrelevant until the, the only final quarter. crucial
1: moment is that Murray has to take the place of uh, fucking someone else uh,
3: everyone else well, Wayne Knight's been crushed turned to a balloon Right. every other right. Uh, that's a died. weird
1: visually odd. very creepy <laughs>
3: Tweety's in an iron lung Beaky Buzzard is, is wrapped up head to toe sure we all know these characters um but that's when they set up the idea, oh, how did you do that to Wayne Knight? It's cartoon land, baby. Anything right. can happen. Right. Which then becomes the, the deuce act machina.
1: But none of this makes So yeah, none so of it J- makes sense. Jordan beats them. He does the cool thing with his arms. He stretches that's
0: cool. His arm. In br-
2: yeah. Well, the let, other, the other let let weird... Griffin describing it in more detail. No, no, no What is James
1: well, going well, to say? The other weird more... thing is, you,
0: Murray comes out yeah. out of nowhere, Sure. you're expecting like, Wow, he's gonna. It'll he's, turn out he's good. He's gonna, right. or he's gonna do something. That'll, right, and he right, comes right. in, he sits down, says, "Let's just do a give and go." <laughs> Gets the ball, <laughs> chest pass back to Jordan. Done. That's it. He does have the great. <laughs> it's just it's do g-
1: he's just a body. There's no.
0: There's no. I thought maybe he'd have a play. You know, some right? he like a trick shot. Like it is
3: great when he's running down his his strategy that he doesn't know any of their names. And he goes. I give it to
1: the duck. Yeah. He gives it to the bunny. <laughs> he gives it to the girl bunny. Right. You take it to the hoop and you dominate. Yeah. Why isn't there an announcer character?
3: There is the two mice.
1: Oh yeah. Well, they're not. They don't make any impact on me. I feel like a good sports movie. You want a nice announcer. It should have really...
3: been Foghorn. Foghorn could have made that thing sing.
2: Yeah. I'll say. I'll say we're tied. I mean, sure. It's you know, good. whatever it right. is. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Um. No, the the mice, the bit is just that they have, like, yeah, pipsqueak voices, and then they, like,
2: <clears throat> clear their throats and sound like whoever. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, like, stop the podcast, but I've been watching you do all these voices, and it's, like, amazing. Right,
3: it's almost like if you were a big-time animation studio executive. Right, right, Someone who produces, I don't know, primetime cartoon shows. Sure. And you've told other people in meetings that you listen to this podcast. Maybe you'd start to, like, look through the
0: fucking, the pitch packets.
2: I, I mean— uh, Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, right. Well, sorry. no.
0: I, I would. I would say too that to what we were talking about at the beginning of the pod mm-hmm. that this was sort of a compromise movie for us. I think I also spent a lot of time when I was young hoping that at some point the dam would break and Griffin would be like, you know, what's kind of cool sports. Oh, right. And it, so, this would be
1: the way to chisel and so, away. Right. Yeah. And
0: I. I this so movie like, was the things closest. Things like I this ever would got. happen, and yeah. I would get excited that I might have yes something. You know, my sports brother buddy. might be like, yes. oh, right. And but the problem is that we go see this
1: uh-huh. and he's and it's just good. Looney I mean, tunes it's fun. I loved it. Yeah, I, I love seeing with this with looney my
0: brother, tunes. but yeah. right, exactly. The take, right. It's never, right.
1: there's too much looney tunes for right. you to actually have to, you don't have to go deep on the sports.
0: Right. But that was always the
3: thing. It would be like, I mean, I, I remember that excitement you would have and it would like work when it was like, Oh, Shaq is in a movie.
2: Right.
1: Because right.
0: I like Shaq. But,
1: but then, then that wouldn't you translate could never to me to watching the, thing the of like, Let's
3: just watch right. a game. Right. Because
0: right. right. it was always like, hey, Griff, have you seen Shaq's teammate too? Like, you know, this, you what, know, have you seen, this? he's right. never been have a genie. Seen Kobe, he's never Bryant. lived in a boombox. Right. And that was well, the problem. And
1: this is the thing with me and my brother too because, right, I could get my brother into like, maybe you'd collect cards, like, you know, mm-hmm. all the periphery of sports. But right. right. If you ever just like, let's just sit down and watch this game. Right. Yeah, no, he didn't care. Because
3: you were a big, like, baseball, basketball card guy, and then I was big into collecting cards, but I would collect cards that you couldn't trade with anyone.
1: Because no one cared about the right. cards I was you like, oh, I
3: got the full set of the small soldiers cards. Right. And it's like, great, now you just have them all.
1: You bought them. There was no economy <laughs> collect, for small soldiers cards. I collected cards. baseball cards, actually. That was my thing. I was a baseball card person. Yeah, baseball, basketball cards, for some reason, didn't hold as much Baseball interest, cards so. are the... I mean, they're that's the
0: a, best. And, and then that's the classic... Yeah. You know,
1: and there's and so many baseball players too, so you could really just, right? Keep and going. my dad had old baseball cards. He used too. to like
0: let us unwrap a lot of those to collect. Yeah, you used to even do that, maybe. Baseball I like cards. the ritual unwrap the unwrapping. The
3: I mean, there was that one, remember that baseball card store we would go to a lot that was on like McDougal, yes.
0: That was it. Was like Pokemon two and some
2: other right. stuff. Right, but this was right.
3: even before Pokemon when literally they only sold sports cards. It was like I'll get a pack, yeah, because then I'll like the rush of the trade. Fun opening it, when, right? Uh, yeah.
2: When I was in my really deep shoplifting phase, <laughs> I would steal basketball cards all the time. Okay, and me and my friend had this whole system where we would just get a whole box, right? And I would distract the guy, and then I would put it in my pants and walk out. And then would you whole resell box, them, yeah, and he got a Paul Pierce. Rookie card Damn. one time. Sure. A whole yeah. box in your pants? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're, I was a big kid. You're also, <laughs> you're lucky, Ben,
3: that you already have had a reputation for having a famously square crotch. <laughs>
2: It wasn't good. Just, oh, yeah, it the was usual good. Ben Hosley but then he'd just Try to walk out and just be like, I don't know. And he, he never caught us.
1: God, if I always owned a fucking sports card store, any 10 year old, 12 year old walks in, I would just be like, my eyes are on this kid until they leave the store. Like, I would just assume they were all shot. Especially human Bart Simpson yeah, Ben Hosley. Especially fucking Edward Furlong over here. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, I liked, I did like basketball cards, but yeah, I was a baseball card guy. But NBA Jam, that was you know that i played that all the time
3: yeah and we've talked about this but that was like the big sort of berlin wall coming down in our family was like we have separate bedrooms now and we finally won the video game system war and you got an n64 oh sure
0: yeah well, that, was, that like was a big, big, big turning thing with point our, you know and that was a big
1: thing with right. all it the stuff with like our late. mom so the super nintendo wasn't as big a deal for you right this is the Going no it was
0: we
3: weren't allowed Right. like yeah. the genesis the snes we'd go over to other people's, other people's houses, houses and want right. to play well, that's
0: them. Th- then that's a so that's a problem as a parent when because what ends up happening is your kids wind up picking their friends based on who has what system. Oh, for sure. Dodgy that's kids. not That's not good at all. No,
1: it's true because those are usually the kids with the parents who are just like, yeah, just play video games <laughs> for 10 <laughs> hours. Yeah. I'll order you pizza. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you just like come out and you're like, <laughs> and you're just like drinking well, Coke I, I and, remember
0: and eating my mom, pizza all day. W- my mom wouldn't let me go and you, you as well into the video game section
2: Correct. at Blockbuster. We weren't allowed to we Toys R a a Us. System, or but we yeah. couldn't yeah. look at the... the right.
0: It was, like,
3: no caffeine, no video game, Like, all these things were, like, just completely forbidden.
1: That was, Uh, like, a big—it
3: was, like, sort of a years-long battle. I mean, famously, when our parents announced that they were going to have a third child— We thought, like, oh, family meeting. This is going to be the video game system talk. (laughs) Right. We very much were like, we got it. N64, it's new on the market. We're getting that out of the PlayStation. That's the only thing we have to know is which system are we buying.
2: My parents uh, had a love-hate relationship with video games, and they would take it away from me sometimes because I would smash the controllers. Oh, you were too aggro. I got aggro. Well,
0: speaking of that, you know, again, we were were very much parented together, Mm -hmm. and there would be, like, certainly... Peaks and valleys in that regard, yeah. and so like we were oh, both. Go,
2: go, don't skip over it. No, no, no. Give we're going. No, we're examples. going.
0: We're going to. Okay. We're going to valley. Because Rommel kind town. of had different parents. Yes. So it's like ten years right. later. It's like, right. But so for me and Griff, like, and and you know, being the younger uh, sibling, you 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 always want yeah. some level of approval, sure. and mm-hmm. also just let's do this together. Right. Yeah. And so like we wanted the system. We both wanted the system. Right. Right. That was great. We got the system, yeah. But then you get the system, and of course, we don't want to play any of the same games, right?
1: right. And did you want to play like sports games? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And I, mean, I, I would want to play, play any Mario game. Games. I would right. play. Yeah.
0: I would play those other games, but for the most part, you know, I if I had the time to myself, I really want to play sports I, games. I, I, but but well, let me finish. So oh, okay, you know, we, we we had we had an incident okay. where we were on a beanbag in. I I don't know if we were in the same room then or if it was just my room. That would have sure. been your room. That's if where we the, had the
3: system, it was your that's room. That's where
0: the Nintendo was. It was on like a little cart. It was like a TV on a cart. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, maybe I don't know. Um and like an eight-inch screen. Yeah. Right. Something yeah, like that. Of yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. Half, yeah. yeah. It was like a quarter the size yeah. of us at the time. Yeah. Right. Um and uh and Griff was playing on the beanbag. And I guess I think I had pro- my recollection is I had come in and said Can I play soon? And he said something like... I'm
3: very close to being this level of Blues Brothers 2000, the N64 (laughs) game.
0: A real pull. Oh, I remember that game. He says something like, 20 minutes. Sure. 20 minutes. Yeah. So I go, you know, do whatever. Trying to get to a save point. Eat some French bread pizza or whatever we do. And then come back 20 minutes later, I'm like, it's time for me to, you know, use the game system alone. Right. And Griffin, I don't know what he said, but... It was a little like, uh little 20, twenty more minutes. Probably sure. a yeah, like cool that.
3: twenty in a disrespectful tone. Uh, and
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I punched him on, at the on the crown of his head. This was as hard moment. as I could. Oh yeah. wow! I punched him on the top of his
1: head. You'd full, had enough,
2: right?
0: I'd had, had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that was not where you're supposed to punch mm-hmm. someone if you're trying to hurt them. You yeah, know, so I guess you, I,
1: you punched him like right here. Yeah, yes. and I right guess I right just figured it was
0: sort of like the epicenter of the brain and right. a
1: human or
2: something sure,
0: like sure. that. But really... And so I punch him and immediately I'm in tremendous pain. But I'm also in tremendous trouble. Right. Uh-huh. Because I just punched my brother in the head. Right. right. And so... But you were a big puncher. I mean, you, you almost became a professional boxer. I was very... You know... I, this was in the period we before might, you had boxing as We might disagree an on this a little bit. My recollection of our fighting, because our fighting yeah. was, we didn't always get along, and our fighting was Griff. I would make fun of you would and you would say punch me. you're stupid, you're right, this, you're right, that, right, and right. I would and I would you go would, after you him. Would physically. I was attack, only verbal,
3: right. and you were only physical. My
0: recollection right. of my fighting style would always be like a tackle and a pin.
3: Yeah, right. And
0: then like getting ready to punch, and then just do, I remember one time I pinned Griffin down, and I was ready to punch him, and I just ended up slapping him in the ear. You sure. know, so I could never go. That was a big
1: one. And that right. was a big You kind of know. I, right. I kind of
0: couldn't go all the sure. way, but then this was a
1: time. Where right. I was that was a big one all, all the way. way. Yeah. I'm watching Blues Brothers 2000 uh, gameplay on my uh, computer A bad right one. Now. Also a
0: game that came out two years after the release
3: yeah. of the movie. I mean, You'd like get, a
1: famously bad game. Yeah. But Anyways, it will get you in the mood for... For punching.
0: So... For so, yeah. <laughs> So, and I'm I'm writhing in pain because I just punched yeah, him in the you crown. you essentially of I in,
1: fractured your hand. Right, well,
0: okay, so, okay. and I'm in a lot of trouble. Right. And I'm going to my parents and I go, you don't know how much this hurts. For, and right. James. plan right. victim. James. Right. You, you know, this is what the you did to your brother for, was right. terrible. Right. You cannot right. do that. You know, I think, I think you know what? I think we were sleeping in the same room. Sure. Because what happened is I think I was sentenced to, out of the to room. To a different room. Parents' right. yeah. room. Little like sleeping bag right. right next to the bed in my parents' room. Griff had the room to himself. I think that we were night. separate rooms at that point. I would argue that I, well, we didn't I'm have positive the systems I slept on our rooms. parents' floor. I believe that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was on a blanket on my parents' floor and I was just the whole night just like with a shattered growth plate in my hand, completely just, broken. <laughs> he had a cast for <laughs> just crazy. begging my parents like, to take just, me to and the it hospital. Just, James, right. it's enough. You right. know, you're yeah. not. You're in trouble. You are not getting out of this. Which right. the broken hand was blamed on
3: me, not right. because I riled him up, but because my head was too hard. Yeah, you're that was James's company line at the time. You're, if right. your head wasn't so hard, I wouldn't have broken my hand.
0: Right. We we fundraised off that. I was yeah. hard
3: headed. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, you could be you could be hard-headed can be hard headed at times. <laughs> I can be hard headed, certainly in this instance. Uh what a story. You know,
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know what?
1: What a story, Mark.
2: Um do we have anything else we gotta say about the movie? I mean, they win I'm the trying game. to think. I mean,
1: there's kind of the triumphant moment at the I end. I think it's weird that they win the game and that only then are the monsters like told, like, you can just beat the shit out of Danny DeVito if yeah. you want. Like So I can just get rid of it. Right. 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 And they're like, oh, no. yeah.
0: Well, I think that's another thing is like, this movie is not about anything. No.
3: Right. It's about it's Brandon. It's about
0: nothing. It's,
3: yeah. It's, it's That's it's, the,
0: that, even, even that alone is the closest the movie comes to sending any sort of message
3: right. whatsoever. Right. Yeah. But it's
1: barely a message. It's not, you no.
0: know, it's just, it's, it's about two
3: things. It's, it's, it's weird. Because, let's make Looney Tunes cool for this generation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And let's make let's Michael make, Jordan make as Jordan nice. shiny right. as a person. And I would as say possible. one of the yeah. interesting
0: things, one of the, and, Interesting experience I had re watching this film after watching it probably 30 times from you know, from right, four as to, a child, to right. nine or the whatever. The
3: VHS that came with the coin, do you remember the coin? Yes, yeah,
0: I do. Um, was remembering the movie in a specific way, as you remember a lot of old movies you haven't seen in a while, as a collection of moments. Right, right, right. I know I remember this scene, I remember them doing mm-hmm. this, I remember that. And you go back to a film like that and you just sort of assume that there's other there's stuff connective tissue gluing the film right, together. Right. there are B plots and this C one plots. has no it other was, stuff. I'm not I've remembered every second of this yeah, film literally. because it is just a yeah. collection of moments yeah. it's a
3: series of commercials
1: there's so, yes. yes there's something It's but there's something about the thing where they're like might makes right beat up Danny DeVito and they do right. and then they're like now it's time to give the talent back and they're like do we have to and yeah. he's like yeah they could just beat the shit out of him right. they're still monsters yeah so yes. he has to flip the message on them pretty much I also, right away. I also want to
3: harp on this, but the fact that Michael Jordan chooses to stake his life after <laughs> he's already left his family without warning. I mean, there's the scene where Bugs and Daffy have to go back into the real world to re- uh, retrieve his uh, boxers, yes. his North Carolina Yes, uh, yes that he shorts. wore under his sh- Is that real or
0: did
1: they just make that up? I think they made that they up. They
0: made that
3: up,
1: right? I feel like that was real.
0: Well, well can I'm we can we say that that m- might be the only admission in the entire film of gambling addiction? <laughs> right. Yes, <That's> right. <laughs> Right. right, he had to gamble his
1: he life. He did. To, yeah. That's real. To yeah. get it's him. a real thing. Yes, that yeah. is
3: big. Um, but uh, they they have to go get the shorts, and then the kids have to reassure, uh, or, or Bugs and Daffy have to reassure the kids that their dad is all right. And you are like, right.
0: right? He just left.
3: Are they his not family worried about them? Yeah, we don't see right. Teresa that's Randall. A, well, like, that's
0: another thing. When the when the spaceship, yeah, also interesting that they used a cartoon spaceship in the minor league. Yes, you know, you because th- I guess. Part of the, the reason that the film sort of makes sense is like if, when you go under, then you're a Looney Tune. You can stretch. You right, can, you know, Any, anything. Yeah, But right. if you come back up, you're you're back on the But so right. Right. they use a cartoon spaceship, landed on the baseball yeah. field, and the wife play I believe just, I can fly just starts clapping Standing when oh. he walks out of a spaceship.
3: Oh cool, he made it in time for the game. Right. Right. There's As no in, like, And they didn't what? even
0: know he wasn't. Gonna be at the right. Because
3: you imagine the conversation <laughs> the next morning where the kids go, Look, Mom, we know you've been crying for four nights straight. Right. We want you to know everything's fine. Bugs and Daffy <laughs> came to us at three o'clock in the morning and told us that dad's just helping them. Don't worry. He's risked his life betting himself into slavery. They don't mention well, that. Well, no, part.
0: no, they right. don't they imply that the kids keep it from her. Is there, there's there's right. a moment where right. they go, right. mom. I don't, you know, like, the, I yeah. don't know. Right. Um, right. There you also set up the thing that the kid is bad at sports, which feels like it's going to pay off
3: later in the movie where right. he gets off the, the minivan. But there's
1: just not enough time in this extremely roomy <laughs> <No>. movie for <laughs> right. uh, any payoff but there. But the first,
3: like, minutes <laughs> are so many setups of That's all the true. different, oh, the dog is scary. Right. The kid right. is sad. Right.
0: right. Well, it, it feels completely like a movie that was made by, directed by two different people.
3: Right. right. Three different people. I mean, I think right. Eric Goldberg did the animation. Uh-huh. Joe Pick essentially did live action. Ivan Reitman was sort of overseeing everything. Uh-huh. And the movie was pitched only as, hey, this is a smart way to revive the right. Looney Tunes. a good brand exercise. You'll get Michael Jordan to want to do this, and he's one of the most famous people alive. Right. It did feel like it was going to lead to him doing other movies, and it just never did. Didn't well, give no, a shit. I don't he think gets he can. I don't, he w- basketball yeah, again. I don't yeah.
0: think he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about... The possibility of them re- remaking this movie? Well, so, I mean,
3: there was the it's official announcement announced. last week. Ryan Kugler is on board as a producer. Right. Terrence Nance, current showrunner of Random Acts of Flyness on HBO, is directing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and LeBron is doing it. That's yeah. one of the reasons he moved to L.A. Yes. Is to be able he to film this in the it almost immediately
1: after moving to L.A. They're going to
3: film it next, uh, next summer. Supposedly. Yeah. So, I don't know what the fuck that movie is. And I, I've always said this where... The weird thing about remaking Space Jam is then the only reason the Looney Tunes are in it is because they were in the original Space Jam, right? Because kids today, I don't think care about Looney Tunes. Well, there's
0: another, there's another point. As someone who was so excited for Space Jam because Michael Jordan was in it and other right. like basketball players, I remember being a kid, and if there was a movie, I mean, if there was a movie where an athlete appeared in the movie for three seconds, right. I was going to see it. Right. right? I mean, I watched The Sixth Man. Right. Probably about 30 times. Time. Yeah, right. A thousand times. Shaq being
3: a good burger. Right. You watch I mean, that scene uh, over and
0: over Blue again. Chips when I was old right. enough to watch
1: yeah. it. Right. And Blue Chips which is like a dark movie about right. like it's how about the NCAA dr- is bad. A drunk
0: right. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then kids, are, kids,
1: <laughs> kids are watching it because they're like Shaq's in this movie and he is right. in it. I mean yeah. it's yeah. Not like oh, a that's, huge. No
0: but it's, a, it's that you know, provides a good amount of sports porn. Sure. This movie provides a great amount of sports porn. Right. And that's just not like when I was that age, I would do anything for that because I didn't have, yeah, you know, there was you didn't you have, have a computer, like Uncle Drew. There no, yeah. you yeah. didn't have YouTube. I right. can go yeah. watch as much footage of LeBron James right. on the computer now, now as I want. I could yeah. I could yeah. die watching you got footage. Fifteen of LeBron years James. to right. yeah. delve through now that entire appeal is basically lost for a sequel. They- there there were two
3: sure. basketball players and, and two athletes, period, who made movies in the 90s. And it was Shaq, who was an anomaly because of how big he was and also that he liked rapping and video games and all this other shit. Michael Jordan, who was the most famous athlete on the planet. Sure. But nowadays, like, I didn't know who Kyrie Irving was before Uncle Drew came out.
1: You didn't know about the commercial. I was like, "Is this
3: some comedian I don't know about?" I didn't know about the commercial. Sure. I knew some of the older people because that was of the era where I would have to right. be in the room. You, when you, you were you watching might have heard games. Of Reggie Miller yeah. or whatever. I, I Chris Webber. Uh, yeah. uh, what Lisa Leslie's in sure. it? Right? Like, yeah. I knew those people.
1: Did you see Uncle Drew James?
3: I did not. Yeah. No. Okay. Kyrie Irving, I'd never heard of. That's And crazy. so it was such a novelty that it was like a, a, an athlete starring in a movie, right? Whereas LeBron's already like done several different commercial campaigns, has been in Trainwreck, is in like funnier Die videos, yeah. is like a well, funny guy. Space Jam.
0: Space Jam came out in an era where you and I would go to a cafe with right. really shitty sh- food just so I could sit next to
2: a, a replica pair right? of-, <laughs> of Shaq's
0: shoes. Yeah. Of his size 22 yeah. shoes. Right. I just want I want to eat these fingers right. looking at his shoes. Yeah. I mean, that was just, it was just a totally different experience being a, a sports fan back then. That's now. the but
3: weird thing about to, making well, a Space Jam 2 is it's a movie that exists only for people who are nostalgic for the movie when they were children.
1: No, I got two takes. What? To, to, to against that. One, I think it's it is a movie for the WB to maybe finally... Make one last play to bring, play to bring yeah. the tunes Looney Tunes back have into always, the culture.
3: Since uh, Looney Tunes back in action, they have had some sort of Looney Tunes cartoon on the air, some series, and none of them have really worked. Right. They keep on trying and none of them really work.
1: Um, exactly. So maybe this is the Hail Mary. Maybe this will do it. But two, to any NBA fan, it, there's so much invested in LeBron versus Jordan now mm-hmm. that it's almost essential that he makes Space DM too. Because... Everything he does is now in comparison to Jordan, so it's like, well, where's his Space Jam? Though he never made a Space Jam, yeah. So now we need to see how he does Space Jam, so that we can stack it up to Jordan's Space Jam. That
3: he literally has to do Space Jam rather than doing his version, his family comedy. Absolutely not. I mean, I'll say I like had like a a call with like a Warner Brothers executive a year ago where it was like they want to make shorts, like even before this movie was officially greenlit, but was in active development. I think um uh uh someone else was supposed to produce or direct it at the time.
1: It's definitely Justin Lin was it. supposed yeah, to do it yeah, for a little yeah,
3: while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like sending out the fucking like beacon to comedy writers being like we need to write Looney Tunes theatrical shorts that have LeBron in them.
1: Right. There was also some concept for a Tiger Woods starring space jam when Tiger Woods was at the height of his fame. Okay,
3: so the legacy of this movie comes out does well domestically but makes a billion dollars in merchandising and the soundtrack is big and all of that. They immediately go what's the next one? And right. for like years they kept on going like is it race jam? They wrote a pitch that was him and Jeff Gordon. God. There was like the the Tiger Woods version. Right. There was Spy Jam, which was Jackie Chan as a spy with the Looney Tunes. Sure. Like the premise just Sounds became good. take someone who's good at something else, right. pair them up with the Looney Tunes live action.
1: Weird animation. that Jam's the word, though, because Jam <laughs> is refers to slam dunking. Right. right, yeah. But
3: that was always their thing. Like oh. Spy Jam got announced at some point.
1: <laughs> Go on. Well, what the Tiger
0: doing? Woods thing would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. He was, he was, he was similarly a, or, branded. Or after he crashed his car. Oh, right. sure. After yeah. sleeping with every Denny's
3: waitress. You could, in you the could state do a similar floor. first yeah. act.
2: Right, right.
0: <laughs> um,
3: Looney Tunes Back in Action, a movie I love that we will hopefully cover someday on yeah, the show. We will. Which was their attempt to do, like, okay, this is like a proper live right. action Looney Tunes movie, um, has all the elements of the aborted versions in them. So, right. like, Brendan Fraser's father in the film is Timothy Dalton playing James Bond so they could use all the spy stuff they had developed.
1: Interesting. So they're, they're just, right, they were just like pulling from the that. Jeff Gordon
3: races the Looney Tunes in it for no fucking That's reason. Everything's lame. Is this yeah. movie good? Like, I was saying to Ben, like, half of it rules, and half of it is like, we spent it's money on this. Right. We have to put it in there somehow. Right. And then that movie bombs so hard that they're just like, fuck it, let's try Looney Tunes Babies. Let's try a show where they live in an apartment together.
1: Like, this has been
3: the last 15 years. It's kind of of the same
1: problem the Muppets have, right? Where they're like, well, we still got this brand. Yeah. Surely there's a way to make it stick. And they're just kind of throwing shit out there. Well, in one sense, it
0: makes sense because you, you already have this. Platform that people will will be excited to mm-hmm. see Space Jam Two. People yes. love Space Jam One; they'll go see it. So if you if you sort of get them back into the Looney Tunes for that. The other thing is Space Jam One was a horrible platform for the Looney Tunes. Terrible,
2: right? I Terrible. Mean, just,
0: this is true.
3: Just, yes, it didn't help them as characters. It helped them as iconography for a couple years, and then yeah, it helped after them for I'd merch, off. right? right. Um, yeah. But I think like the thing it's the same thing with the Muppets and the Looney Tunes that people don't realize how much it was about those creative teams that it wasn't just yeah. these characters and the designs of them, but it was like. Chuck Jones and Michael Maltese, and it was Jim Henson and his writers, you know, like Jerry Joles and all these people.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. And they've never reestablished a creative sort of brain trust behind these properties. But
1: now I think there's enough nostalgia. I mean, LeBron James has always talked about how much he loves Space Jam. He's yes. certainly obsessed with Michael Jordan. He wears number 23, like...
3: But once again, his connection
0: to the characters
1: Do you think is, it's weird that he wears no, number No, I mean, he
0: is in a way... A, Obsessed with Michael Jordan, but yeah. I also think he's been very careful yes. at times, which is a little bit why I'm surprised he, he wants to do this so bad. He to... didn't
1: broach the legacy stuff until recently, right? Right. Yeah. He, right. He's and, been very careful about when to sort of start and is also about very it. clearly
0: as an athlete, yeah, very different from Michael Jordan. I mean, as, you know, as a
1: basketball player, totally different, right? Yes, but in terms That's of all-encompassing talent, like if
0: I was fucking LeBron James's acting
3: manager,
1: sure. I'd be
3: like, let's get a pitch for a movie with you in SpongeBob. Uh, like sure. I wouldn't be make Spice Jam too. Spice Jam, <laughs> Spice Jam. I'd be like,
0: I say, I say, I say. I think a Spice Jam could be good. Spice Le- Jam LeBron. would be great. Yeah
1: spice food a food, a food truck. truck. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, sure. It's like a that. chef,
3: yeah. Ryan. right? Yeah, right. 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 Chef could direct it. Yeah, Favreau would come back for that. Yeah, um, he's not
0: but,
1: busy. But
3: like, doesn't it make more sense if you go like, oh, the premise is it's LeBron with the Transformers or the Ninja Turtles or someone I who's, like, still popular something? I think there's just something
1: about being in the same universe the as Michael Jordan right. that that gets everything a little more exciting. And
3: look. Kugler fucking rules. Terrence Nance is really cool. Maybe they'll do something weirder with the sequel, but it's a bizarre
0: thing. Well, yeah, the movie could be really good. Right. You know, in part because it, it doesn't resemble at all Space Jam One. And there's one I mean, nothing to exactly. be
1: beholden yeah, right. right. no exactly. to. There's no integrity. No one's gonna be like, you better have a scene where this happens because <laughs> right. that's legendary. Right. Yeah. If New Patrick Ewing looks? fucks in this film, <laughs> right. I'm not seeing it. They
3: changed the voice actors for the nerd looks? Uh like Ewing is boning, he's right. taking women to Bone Town. No
1: one no one will say the word nerdluck.
3: Oh God, I will protest.
1: Yeah, you will protest. You'll be it. Well, now I, I guess I have, we have to cover, we all have to come back together to cover Space Jam 2 if it happens. Yeah, Assuming will. it does.
3: We will. Right? I think it, they've staked out a release they have, date. They have. Yeah, and they are planning to shoot it next summer. They know they have a limited window of his availability. You gotta do it in the summer. Uh, Kugler, I think, guarantees that the movie gets made now. He was sort of the missing element. I mean, he and he's got a blank check, literally. And they've been... Paving the runway. As I said, this call about the fucking Looney Tunes shorts was a year and a half, two years ago. Like, I don't know if they're still doing that, but their thing was like, we're going to start putting LeBron with the Looney Tunes to get people used to the idea. And Coogler
0: already did exactly what you would need to do to make this movie good, which is find the emotional through line in the Rocky movies, but turn it into your own movie. Right. And hire
3: like a really visually interesting director. Do you think Jordan's in it? I don't think they got it.
1: He's, it's you a know, bit they, of a bummer to see Michael Jordan these <laughs> days, right? Do you agree? With yeah, well, a said- well, I, I, well, that was bad enough. Well,
0: <laughs> part of that is also Michael Jordan. In addition to being one of the most beautiful men of all time, is one of the worst dressed men of all time. He's yeah. he, and he's only gotten <laughs> to, worse. Yeah. But so so every time you see Michael fashion. Jordan, he right. looks like an alcoholic dad. But, but that's and,
3: the other thing is like his eyes are always bloodshot yeah. now, right? Like he always looks bleary-eyed. He looks yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just he's a little fuller. He had a messy divorce. He's he carrying did. some water weight on him. His
1: uh, his
0: basketball team is terrible.
1: He's really. a very bad owner. Horrible. And he's like the exact kind of owner you don't want where he's like the team has staked out this, like, we're gonna draft this guy. Right. We've done all our, and he like barges and he's like, no, no, yes. we're drafting yeah. this guy. Cause, you know, he'd back me down if yes. we were playing. And they're like, well,
0: he drafts a ton of North Carolina players. Drafts a lot he of North Carolina. He drafts, players. Watches, yeah. drafts a lot of players who, are in the NCAA tournament and go deep into the NCAA Always tournament, drafting, which lets wow. you know, you know, two weeks before the, you know, the he's end w- of the tournament. He's flipping around. He's, flipping, he's like, yeah, he's Kaminsky. like yeah, he's Kaminsky. He's flipping. He's, on, flipping.
1: You know, yeah. The Celtics famously offered him four draft picks for that the ninth pick. So and he but, turns them down, which is insane. Brutal. Insane. To draft Frank Kaminsky, oh, Kaminsky, who is fine. Who is it's a ninth, ninth I mean, guy. I, who is fine. the most that guy. He's a yeah, guy. I would mean, say he's that guy if I had to say. Oh, Boy. I And I like the Hornets because I like their the collars. They're a bit of an underdog team. Like, I, they were good when I was a kid. Like, I've always to, liked to the Hornets. To steal a
0: line from the movie, they are the least virile team. They're not the worst team in the
1: NBA, no, but, but there's
0: just, no sex appeal to that team
3: whatsoever.
1: No.
0: no. Agreed. So, merchandise
3: spotlight. <laughs> I got drunk and bought 27 Space Jam mugs off of eBay five years ago. Why? Because we used to own so much Space Jam merchandise that I went on eBay and was trying to remember what we used to own when I was drunk after <coughs> I had done this bit successfully for the first time right? and someone was selling a lot of 26 mugs that were just a ceramic bust of Michael Jordan's head that didn't look like Michael Jordan at all so they're identical you would drink out of his skull sure and I just thought the image was so funny of this eBay picture of a dude's garage where he had a perfect cube of just stacked mugs right why did he buy this many? Why has he been sitting on them Who for knows? this
1: long? Maybe he stole it like Ben did. He put it in his pants. He had a cube crotch.
3: I put in a low ball offer. <laughs>
1: uh huh. Five Which, comedy points. Thank you. I put in was, a, did, was your offer five comedy points? I'll give you five whole comedy points.
3: At this point, I'm not making much money, right? I'm not successful in any way. Humble prank. Thank you. <laughs> and I think the guy was asking for like $200. Sure. And I was like, It's a lot of money. I'm going to lowball $100, which is sure. not $100 I had. No. And he accepted it within one second.
1: <laughs> he was like, what? Right. <laughs> Someone said yes to
3: that? it has been sitting on these for 20 years. So then this very angry UPS guy shows up at my doorstep with the heaviest box of all time. It's 27 ceramic mugs. And he's
1: like, this is something good, right? And you open it and it's 27
3: so, uh, ceramic yeah. mugs. Yes. He <laughs> That I yeah. didn't know what to do with. So for like two years, that was the only present I gave to people. Right. And it was sort of like the people was your closest bit. in my life, birthday Did graduation you get one of these engagement. fucking things. I got I think I got one. Uh huh. I only I never gave anyone more than one. Right. Yeah. It was the deal was everyone gets one. Right. And I have one left. And it's how I will propose to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> great merchandise but it was spotlight like a, when Sophie and Hawking got engaged that was my gift to them at their wedding they were like we finally got them and they lived with me when I had these things delivered like that was my big gift for a while
1: Griffin is have I I, I don't think I've told this on my monster like a while ago I had a friend who was dating someone who was a mutual friend of Griffin's but I didn't know Griffin yet mm-hmm. okay and uh one day I was like you want to hang out and she's like no I have to go to like Applebee's in Harlem. Cause like my boyfriend's friend decided to like have his birthday there. And I was like, oh, why? And she was like, I don't know. I guess he likes Applebee's. He thinks it's funny. Or he just thinks it's funny. In
3: February, by the way, it's freezing cold.
1: Right. I may have told this story in the podcast. I can't remember. And, and I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Let's <laughs> hang out tomorrow. And so we hang out the next day. I was like, how is that Applebee's thing? She was like, it was horrible. We had to like wait an hour they to Applebee's. They wouldn't let you reserve tables. So we waited an
3: hour and a half outdoors in the cold. It was literally snowing. And then I ordered a quesadilla burger. And I couldn't finish it. It's a burger where the Bonser case. is. And so before you I knew Griffin,
1: I knew this story. No. I, she never said his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. I knew this story of like this idiot who did this. And the and second then, you met me, you were like, fuck I was like, this is the guy. Is this you? This must you be did you. did this? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I did yeah, that. Yeah, of course I did this.
3: I, I, this right. was a really life bit heavy period of my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, that was right, when, right.
0: also when we were young, in addition to maybe we see a movie after, like part of the deal of being mm-hmm. able to go to like ESPN Zone or All Star Sports Cafe is basically Griffin being like, I'll go if the food is fucking terrible. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. If right, they have right. the most frozen... I love that yeah. You know, chicken yeah. nugget. Right. Burger, you know, yes. mozzarella right. stick. My di- no effort. right? Yeah. My, my diet
3: is based around the fact that I didn't like food growing up, right. so I only want to go to restaurants that had toys, sure. and thus my food taste became based around what's the most chemically-tasting, <laughs> insane, mutant food possible. Is this episode 17 hours long? No, no, no we're doing fine. Say, what's the run time?
1: We're doing fine. We're about two hours right? Yeah, You were yeah. recording for a while because there was that like long digression about your jean jacket. David, Yeah,
3: if I know one thing about you, and say so you're a connoisseur of context, if I know two things about you is you love
1: money. I do love it money. It sounds
3: like a bit, but you talk about it a I lot. Do.
1: I mean, Yes. I, money's on my mind.
3: Right. And we got a lot of sponsors on this show, and they sell products, and you're like, hey, products are good, but they cost me money. I want to make money.
1: Right. Right? This is—you're talking about our friends Robinhood.
3: Our good friends, maybe our best friends Robinhood.
1: That's an investing app. that lets you buy and sell stocks or cryptocurrencies, options, ETFs, all commission-free.
3: What they're striving to do is to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It is
1: actually—it's an app on your phone. It's so easy. You know, you set it up, and, like, it's all very, like, clear, and you can can buy and sell stocks and such.
3: It's just—I mean, look— it's it's simple and intuitive. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true right. confidence. It's
1: got little charts, you know, for like a, a stock going up and down. I don't know if you know this, but the stocks they go up and down.
3: And, and look, I'm scared of money. Uh-huh. I'm the opposite of you. I, it terrifies me. Right. I treat money like a a ghoul or a goblin. Mm-hmm. I run away shivering. Okay. Because I feel like I don't know it.
1: I don't. I don't know how to deal with it. This is very easy to use. You learn by
3: doing, kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, and like a lot of brokerages, they charge you like 10 bucks for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. You trade stocks, you keep all of your profits. Once again, you're not trying to
3: spend money. You're trying to make money.
1: The, the web platform and the app, really easy to use. The charts are simple. You can place a trade with just, like, four taps on the phone.
3: You get notifications and so you don't
1: miss a good moment to invest. They'll give you, like, a personalized news feed. They've got custom notifications for stuff you might be interested in. Love notifications. I've been using it. I'm having a little fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also, you know, if uh, if you join, you can get a free stock, like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, to help build your portfolio. If you sign up at check.robinhood.com, that's check.robinhood.com, they'll give listeners a free stock.
3: So essentially, they're just giving you free money. This deal is, a lot of times it's a deal where it's like, hey, here's 10% off of a thing. Robinhood's just going like, here's a stock. Yeah,
1: to get you started. Free money. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, Robinhood, uh, .robinhood check.robinhood.com, and uh, you can get trading right away.
3: Yeah, this episode's sponsored by money. Okay, let's play a box office game. Yes. This movie ends up at like 90 domestic.
1: 90 domestic, right. exactly. So is
3: like big binoculars. 230 humongous.
1: worldwide. Crazy great. for a movie about basketball. But at this point in the 90s, right. Like, you know, basketball is becoming yeah. a little more of a global brand. Michael Jordan, big name. Mm-hmm. Bucks Bunny. Big name. Big Pop name. Up the title. Number one. Right, so this is November 15th, 1996. <clears throat> okay. Number one of the box offices. Space Jam opens to 27. That's like a year to the date after uh, Toy Story. Horrible out. multiplier. Yeah, right. Huge for opener. A, especially for a children's movie. Yeah, huge opener. Uh, number two. We've discussed it before. It's got a great score. It's, an, it's a revenge thriller. Uh, payback? Nope. C- close. Oh, Ransom? Ransom. Right. Which <laughs> the I <listen> other to- <laughs> Mel Gibson one word revenge movie. I listen to the Ransom score and I want to feel like a hero. <laughs> Have you seen Ransom, James?
3: No. I've never no. seen it either. I just love that trailer. Ron Howard. Yeah, Pretty good. Main theme from Ransom.
1: Number three. Mm-hmm. New this week. Um, hmm. It's like sort of a sort of a romantic dramedy, romantic comedy, I guess, uh, with like a huge star who rarely makes movies. Uh, At and, that time, and it, she directed
3: the Mirror Has Two Faces. Yeah, yeah. I, she's, it's hard. How do you explain? I was going to get has, it before you said she directed, she directed it, it. Just, it, just yeah. that she rarely makes it. It's Babs that was like her last uh, pretty film much she directed right I think She's so a, and then she has The Guilt Trip and The Fockers and those are her <laughs> only other movies after that
1: I guess so yeah. is there nothing I guess no why we, I think it's The
3: Guilt Trip and The Two Fockers
1: Babs uh, yeah. number four a great movie oh my god I love this movie we were just talking about this director uh, heist movie it's a heist movie yeah, with a such a good movie director you love no don't love the director oh. kind of mix on the director but we were just talking about him but I love this movie. This is my favorite of his movies. Were we
3: talking about it in relation to a six out of ten time at the El Royale?
1: No. And maybe it's
3: seven out of ten. Yeah,
1: six to seven. Yeah. No,
3: it's a high Sort of two
1: good two really good sequences at the El Royale. That's what I would call that movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but look- Pretty decent. Two awesome like, set pieces sense at of at the El Royale. Place and yeah, vibe right, right. throughout the entire runtime at the El Royale. Right, right, right. right. Um a good actor showcase at the El Royale. Mostly. Yes. Uh, Cynthia is gonna have a really good career at the El Royale. I think so. Um okay, so this is a heist movie. It's nineteen ninety six. You really like it. What's what's the cast like? Big actor?
1: Uh it's an ensemble piece, Um, like many a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Four ladies. Oh, it set it off. Set it off. Right, which you F love. Gary, great. Yes, great movie. Yes, Queen Latifah, yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. Vivek Fox, Kimberly Elise. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Number five. Oh, another great movie that I really want to do on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so can we
3: do two Monsters Unleashed?
1: No. Oh. No, you can go right to hell. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, the second film by this very blank check director who's only made like five movies. Interesting. Uh, saw this in theaters was huge for me I've seen it so many times it's my favorite of his movies wow it's a good weekend uh, five movies <sighs> How do you describe are they an actor this? as
3: well it's an adaptation. the director are they an actor as well no no.
1: no. 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 it's an adaptation huge star
3: massive star but it's sort of at the
1: beginning of his success like
3: not Jim Carrey no 96 beginning of his
2: success got a real like visual mm-hmm. vibe
1: to it mm-hmm. huh yeah Visuals really pop.
3: Hyper visual movie from director who's real blank check. He's only made about five films. Massive star, but kind of at the beginning of their career.
1: This is all good clues.
3: Will Smith picture?
1: Nope. Good guesses. Right? Yeah. Ma- male star? Yeah. Female co-star who's not as big, although at the time she was hot. She's still big. At the, time the time she, time she was, was, was brand new, like ingenue, like uh, well-regarded teen star a
3: teen star yeah and how old is the lead actor? he's a teen probably he's maybe in
1: the 21 at this point
3: and then he and then he goes on to have a really big it's still Huge big today career. yes still bankable
1: yeah very much so
3: very much so huh
1: one of the few movie stars
3: one of the few movies star- <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
1: i like it i'm
3: genuinely perplexed i
1: know I'm, i love a stumper
3: and w- had either of them come from tv before
1: uh she did She's a TV star. She
3: was a TV star. Uh, he,
1: uh, I guess he was in TV. Yeah. But like, I mean, you know, he gets famous in the movies. Uh, I'll give you another soundtrack. clue. He's already an Oscar nominee.
3: Oh, so he had an early Oscar. What, what, is it DiCaprio?
1: Leonardo DiCaprio.
3: Okay. Well, he was a regular on Growing Pants for season Yeah. Too. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you know, let, l- I mean. Oh, oh,
3: oh, oh, oh. It's uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Right. Good Beth call. Lerman. Good call. Yeah.
1: Um. Yep. With yeah. Claire Danes of yeah. my so-called life,
2: rewatch that movie. Not I watch it all ago? the time. It's yeah. aged it's a so well. It's, yeah, it's amazing. A really movie. It's so good. Such a good yeah. movie. It's kind of vaporwave.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. That nineties yeah. Venice Beach sort of like you huh? know Radiohead soundtrack. Uh, like, yep. Yeah. So good. Uh, what else you got? In there, sleepers. Sleepers. Weird movie. Yup. Um, epic about child molestation. Um, first like club. A Seriously, first yeah. wives club. Yeah. Uh, ghosts in the darkness. Oh, Hunters. with uh,
3: Kilmer and uh, Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. Okay.
1: Michael Collins, Irish Independence. Yeah. When Liam Neeson was boring. <laughs> Independence Day. Still hit. playing. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep.
3: Crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. What a time. What a time. What a place.
1: We love it. Oh. The movies. We love them. The movies. The movies. That's a th- uh, callback to something. Yeah. You'll with, like that. Or, eight weeks. Yeah. From now. Exactly. Yeah. I gotta find that clip.
2: So, pump up the jams, uh, pump it up. Oh, we got to give credit to uh, uh,
3: our our Blanky who uh, remakes the the theme song for us.
2: Uh, Yeah, their name is. (laughs) Go on, Masked Manta.
3: Hey, thank you so much for that. That was really, really cool. And we got to record that. Don't say that on mic.
1: I was going to forget otherwise.
3: Okay, we'll beep it out then. So, it's a mystery and it sounds more exciting than it actually was. Uh, Fair fair enough. enough. Uh, Any final thoughts, James?
1: pondering i mean we didn't get to
3: this feels like the the beginning of movies being designed as like
1: this can't not work right it's all and just that idea of like movies as intellectual property you know as
3: product as brand revival as sort of like stuffing as much in as you can yeah
0: yeah but also but again such a lack of like i feel like it's very hard to make a movie like this now without either the director or the writer coming in and saying like, but let's throw a little this in there. You know, sure. let's get this, like, so let's yeah. make this the message. Th- this is a, just a, again, as you said, purely a commercial. It's a product. It's a commercial. It's a, right. right.
1: And Which they think is, now they try and trick you by like hiring, you know, more legitimate artists. But, yeah. but, but, but there's also people leaning on them being like, don't forget to include all this stuff. Though.
0: But I yeah. wonder, did we like... the this movie more when we were young for that exact reason Like just again, that it was
1: just bite sized little like yeah. high energy cartoon watching this movie like,
0: now again my, my recollection being so much different but my recollection was just loving this movie like right. no boring
1: parts of your and forgetting right. parts yeah. that
0: didn't actually exist
3: no, when you film. watch this
1: movie now you're like right this is a barely a movie. I mean, I remember like,
3: walking out with our mom. We were both like over the moon about it. Right. We were like, what do you think? And she was like, it's just like a commercial. Right. Like, that I was mean, her I'm, criticism as an I'm adult. Not, I'm not yeah. saying there's
0: anything wrong with a, a great Pixar movie or something right. like that. But do too many directors want kids to be like adults in that they are sure, do you know, that, they, that they're that they going to the movies and they want to.
3: But on the other hand, know, this is a movie and I'm all for like movies that are just like Hoja Transylvania movies where it's just like, this is just fun. This is just fun for kids. Yeah. Right. Like, not trying to even begin to emulate the pathos of a, a Pixar or whatever. But this is a movie where no one involved had, like, genuine, like, sort of emotional, creative aspirations. Right, right. You know? And, like, I feel like even other movies that are, like, like, you look at, like, Roger Corman movies or whatever where he's, like, churn them out. But the director is, like, Coppola and he's trying something. Right. This movie is everyone just being, like, we know exactly what we're doing. Like, sell the fucking hamburgers, you know? Yeah. Sell sell the band aids. Sell it all. Right. Um, it's a weird film in that way and it kind of opens the door to I think studios being like oh do we we have do we have to make
1: any effort (laughs) right what if we just don't give a shit um what's it like I'm trying to think of an analog though like there's nothing quite like Space Jam
3: no no I mean the movie I weirdly think is closest to Space Jam is uh from Justin to Kelly
1: yeah right but no one even gives a shit about that one right right um yeah the
3: weird thing it has going for it is the mashup quality which also was very unusual at the time not the right. live action animation but the idea of like brands were kept
1: very pure
3: at the time
2: like
3: right. they wouldn't even make Freddy versus Jason and the fact that it's like two different things together <laughs> felt Freddy insane. versus
1: Jason is like an alien versus predator right those right. things were always like where it was like people never just demand them. a clash of brands right and they yes. do
3: comic books or video games they'll, be like, they'll never make a movie that's too messy for a movie okay what's your mashups Oh, okay, want to end with this, our dream mashups?
1: Oh, please, you, you, you go first. Yeah. Um, okay. Because <laughs> I have to think of something. Yeah. Well, you know what I loved was X-Men versus Capcom, the, the, that brand of video games that became Marvel versus Capcom. That was huge for me.
3: Sure. I mean, I think I pitched this before in the podcast, but Knights of Rodanthe, uh-huh. K-N-I-G-H-T of Rodanthe. Okay. It's a bunch of older men who have to team up to save Diane Lane. We got Hugh Grant, Dickie Gear. John Cusack, all the men who have romanced Diane Lane post-40 are the Knights of Rodanthe. Yeah. That's my mashup. I'm not going to top that. Uh, Dogs Hogs, which of course is the big mashing of the uh, Walt Becker uh, universe. Oh, that's not about Hoss Hogs and David Dogs? Well, that's the sequel. Okay. <laughs> so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogs Hogs, <laughs> <Right>. Hoss, <laughs> <laughs> Um But Dogs Hogs is of course the Wild Hogs boys end up pulling up into the driveway of the old Dogs boys and <laughs> Boys will be boys, and dogs will be dogs, and you can't teach an old hog new tricks. Uh, so that's dogs, hogs.
2: Right.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Those are my mashups. Ben, you got any?
2: Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. Um, meets uh, the Jetsons.
1: It's weird that he started with Beverly Hillbillies. I'm like, oh, he's got a joke coming, and then he's just like, uh.
3: <laughs> okay, I got one. I got one right here. Oh, ben, I got one for you. Beverly Hill cop billies. Family of Eddie Murphys, the clumps, Uh all get rich suddenly, move to Beverly Hills, and all become cops under the tutelage of Axel Foley. They don't know how the fancy appliances work. Hotel for dogs, but it's a
2: cruise. Cruise for dogs. Cruise for dogs. Hotel for
3: dog togs. The wild hogs and the old dogs build a hotel for dogs. It's the
2: 311 cruise.
1: Oh. Oh no!
3: Hotel for yeah. Uh
1: James.
2: Hotel for
3: David and and Dogs. Just,
1: just <laughs> kill it. let's talk about duff, basketball. Duff the leash.
0: Park, let's park. Yeah, can we finish with basketball?
1: Yeah, Jesus let's talk some Christ. basketball. You're a Knicks fan still? I'm do you a, care? I, or, the I know you're or, a college. Okay. fan. I do care. I, I mean, I do find too. college just a a to just be more. I was, I was trying to think, but I struggle with it because
3: they're just going to come up with anything. Do a stereo thing. Yeah, No, by all means, keep talking.
0: go on, go on. Well, what's okay? So, so what is anyway, your. i get a
2: tattoo pretty soon. What Thank is you your favorite basketball
0: based movie you've ever seen? It's gonna Please be. Just remember, rate, review, subscribe. Hoosiers. Like Hoosiers?
2: Garbage yeah. Fire. Does it, yeah, for yeah it's Hoosiers. Media. I'm trying
1: to think. Like, so what else is there? There's blue Chips? Lee Montgomery. Um, did, like, I mean, they're the kids' movies. What's? An, like, I feel like there's an obvious one I'm
3: missing.
2: Into the garbage. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're the kids' movies. They're car, like Like Mike. Yeah, like Mike. It, there's that horrible eye, Kevin
0: Durant. Which
2: I think will be. Thunderstruck. Oh, I've watch. never seen that one.
0: Go to Tea Public.
3: I'm sure.
2: Wild Haws.
0: This is the number one. Are available now. There's Mr. Right with Common? Oh
1: yeah, that that one is. Is, uh, I believe fine. that film's
0: called Just
3: Right. Oh, White man, just right.
1: Just right. Yes, yeah. White, White man Can Jump. Just Right, yes.
3: White Man Can Jump, jump. Yeah. that's up there. Go to Blanket.com blanket for some real nerdy Fast fit. Break is good. Yeah. And as uh, always, I cannot believe I allowed us to talk about a love basketball and basketball. Movie. Is
1: a great movie. Love and basketball is very good. It's not like the best basketball movie, but it's a terrific movie. And it, I think it is about like uh, next week sports. Yes, like, we're you know, about like, yes. a special
2: oh, uh, episode about the new uh, Bradley Cooper film, A Star Is Born. We're sure. so starting so and ending our that. Bradley
3: Cooper miniseries. series, right? Yeah.
1: Unless yeah. he decides to make another movie, of course. Then we resume.
3: Well, yeah, but they'll be catching in later.
1: But no, yeah, it's Hoosiers. And Hoosiers I got is the a text from
3: Romley saying, "How was James?" So clearly the competition rages on. Wow. You um, already did the as always. Yeah, you guys are in extra time now. Overtime. No, I knew what I was saying.
1: <laughs> it uh, was a different
3: reference that you didn't get. Okay. Is Michael Jordan your favorite basketball player? No, Shaq.
1: Shaq. Oh, it is Shaq. Shaq is the most, like, merchandisable, right? He is the most living yeah, merch. Did, well, did, you,
0: did, did you see that Real Sports segment about Shaq's merch empire? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I
1: did. I was just did you watch like the beef history recently about him versus um Tim Duncan? No. no I mean sorry, David Robinson. How long
3: do you think they're gonna Where do that he time? literally
1: made something up in his literally autobiography end of the episode minutes where he ago. was like I when I was a kid I asked him because he grew up in San Antonio. Right. I asked him for an autograph headphones. and he blew me off. Right. And everyone was like, That doesn't sound like David Maybe Robinson is well, like a 90s nice guy. And, he and he then later he was like, Yeah, I made that up. Oh, Shaq is excused for acting like a petulant child because he acts also like a really happy child, right? I mean it's sort of
2: I don't know. Anyway.
1: So Certainly, we can discuss the long-standing rumor that Stern banned him because of gambling yes. and all that stuff, but like, right, you don't want to say like, the Mafia killed <laughs> <Right>. Mr. Jordan. <laughs> you don't want to just throw that out there.
2: All right. Uh, are you guys feeling good?
1: Uh,
3: I'm trying to find this one. Are
2: you ready to pump
3: up the <laughs> Come on and slam.
2: Come on, it's I am. I want from Jam. No one said anything about my jacket. Great jacket. It's a 90s jacket. It is. It's a great jacket. I like
1: the red, too, though. I like See, I like your colors. Deep on fashion? Nothing. I just said I liked
2: it. Well, I need, yeah, the colors, yeah. I said that, too. All right, good. It's a good jacket. Where'd you get it? I bought it um, upstate. It looks heavy. Not like, in a like... Pretty. St- Pretty, uh, I like the jacket. Sturdy. I actually don't know if I would go with such a
0: bright red under that jacket. I'll just <laughs> no. say I don't know if it's a bad
1: way to start. Whoa! Just Why? you could just, just cut like, <laughs> attention in this room with a fucking. It nice just fire. I don't
0: know. I, I I really like the jacket, but it's sort of a, a you're recording a nice right duller part. color, and
2: you have to the, red oh, yeah. the red shirt is exploding out of sets the sets off the blue, and it works with the black pants and the white. It's shoes. just trust it's me. It's just a perspective. You can't do earth tones. I don't like purples. Purps. You know what, James? I like a perp. <laughs> starting off on the wrong, I oh, like wow. a purple. I'm sorry, you guys Things are getting tense
1: in here. Michael Jordan. The first billionaire in NBA history. Player history,
3: obviously. He's he's the uh third richest uh, African American alive. Wow. It's Oprah, it's a, a VC guy mm. whose name I didn't recognize, and then and then it's uh Michael Jordan.
1: He owns the Charlotte Hornets.
2: You yeah, know there are now. Um, you know what you should do? You should do the line where Daffy says uh 12 A guy can't years. even get wet around here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one is fucked. Why? Robert Smith. That's the richest African American. That- there we go. Yeah. Uh no
3: but he well he he and
1: Oprah have he's been the switching philanthropist. positions. Now yeah. he's 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 got like a billion on Oprah right now. now? Wow, oh, geez. yeah.
0: Yeah, well he he owns a, an NBA team.
1: So no, no, value- I'm talking Robert Smith. Oh, Jordan's Robert's third. Right. He does own an NBA team.
0: But I I actually what do they say 1. he's 1. worth 4.
1: on? 1.14 billion. I think he's got to be
0: worth more than that because he could sell the team alone for more for than that. For about
1: a billion dollars. Yeah. He might not own it outright. No, he though. doesn't, but Right, right. But yeah. But also no.
0: the brand and everything. I mean, that's just
1: It the brand is I feel like that that's a lot of it.
2: What team was the center on?
1: Patrick Ewing.
0: No, oh, no, yeah. he, no, he was on the Mavericks. On the
2: Mavericks.
1: Oh, Bradley. you mean Sean Bradley. Yeah. Ugh, it's so fucking offensive that he's in this yeah,
0: movie. Yeah, he sucked. Right? I, I
1: got context. So I got, well, I I got context. It makes me so mad that the Sean Bradley The context is really good movie. and you guys are going to
3: like it. We I mean, okay. have
1: four Hall of Famers and then Sean, I mean, I don't know if Muggsy is a Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, I
0: have thoughts on that. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm going to do this and it's going to be really embarrassing. Muggsy Bogues is like And we've
1: been recording all of this and
3: it's going to go at the end of the episode. You could also make the
2: argument that Muggsy Bogues is like...
0: One of the greatest athletes. Ever
3: he's special. He's,
2: right. I mean, special. he's a very special person. Yeah. Right. If I mean, we're I know talk about what, basketball. Let's <laughs> at least do it on Mike. All right. All right.
1: We're gonna talk about basketball. Believe me. Okay. Ready.